You all right, brother? For me? Yeah. Peace and black power. Welcome, everyone. We are here in the building. You already know what it is. I got bro Sanchez and I got brother Unk. And uh, we're going to have a scholastic, man, scholastic, powerful discussion amongst these two giants right here, brother Unk and brother Sanchez. When two worlds collide, everybody knows Sanchez as the flat earther, one that be kicking everybody butt, breaking down the science, dealing with the flat earth. And we got Unk. Everybody know Unk. Unk is famous for evolution. Unk is known all over for the evolution. So when two worlds collide, you already know what time it is, man. All right. Who will prevail? Everybody, can y'all all hear me out there? I want to make sure y'all hear me out there that's in the audience right now. That's in the chat room. Can y'all hear me? Yes? No? Yes. Okay. So as you enter into the room, let's get some thumbs up. Let's get some likes up in this goddamn building, y'all. Y'all know the rules to this, man. Let's get some likes. Peace, to, peace and shout out to my brother Wax Dog. We waiting on Unk to come back because... All right, all right, family. You already know what it is. It's going down right now. This the first. Um, I think these two brothers clashed for the first time, right? This your first time having a discussion with Unc, debating Unc, brother Sanchez. Yeah, this is uh the first official debate. I spoke to Unc once, but um, okay. this is the first. Mm -hmm. Okay, so brother, I would like to give you a um one minute, brother Sanchez, to let the people know what this is about. Let them know the opening of your argument, what you're going to prove today. You got one minute, my brother. Go ahead. Basically, what I'm going to prove today is that most of the people who um, we're saying that we're basically from out of Africa. But uh -oh. when you go when you go and research the oldest tribes, what they taught about um, their origins, they don't have an out of Africa theory. When you talk to like these old Yoruban tribes, the pygmy teach about coming from the lands in the north. And I can show you their land on a map later. Basically, I'm going to be telling you the origin stories of humanity from the ancient perspective, as opposed to the Darwinian evolution foundation. All right, brother Unk, um, you got a minute, brother. Um, open up, let the people know what you're here to prove, and it's on you, brother. Oh, first of all, I just uh, like to say hi to the family, man. I'm a raw squad of real black atheism is on the rise. Um, this is not even a debate. Um, uh, every question of evolution has been settled for the over the past uh, over the past hundred years or so. And so I just come to teach with the ancestors taught. We got Dr. Ben's work, Black Men of the Nile. Um, African Mother Western Civilization, of course, my book I wrote, Chronology of Human Evolution, 
Shigan Diops' work. Hold on. Shigan Diops' work. Uh, he taught biological human evolution and uh, man, man, God, and civilization. He also taught evolution. So I'm just teaching and refreshing uh, what our qualified ancestors taught. Uh, these days, the ancestors don't, uh, the, the elders don't teach that, but our grandmaster teachers actually, you know, I'm saying they, this is what they did. This, this forward is written by John Henry Carver here, uh, Origin, Origin and Evolution of Human Race, uh, published in 1910. So, you know, I'm just here to um, just have fun and kick with Sanchez, man. He always been a very, very respectful person, no matter what his views has been. So, you know, I'm gonna always get that brother an opportunity. So, you know, so that the, the listening audience can kind of get a feel for, you know, the both sides. I think he's basically going with creationism, right? Well, I don't know. I, well, is it creationism, Sanchez? Um, you're gonna see. You're gonna see in his sources. Yeah, yeah, Everybody, yeah, 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 see. at least yeah, both of these brothers, it. both of these brothers gonna sauce up, or both of y'all gonna have to shut up or sauce up. And so here we go. Um, um, Unc chose not to flip the coin. He would rather go first. If Brother Sanchez said it don't matter, I was gonna flip a coin to see who go first. Brother Unc said it don't matter. Here go. So Brother Unc is on you. You got eight minutes. I would like for y'all to first discuss the not out of Africa theory. Brother Sanchez is saying he don't agree that all this stuff come out of Africa, first of all. So Unc, Sanchez, I want you to explain in, in, in your opening again, so Uncle know what you mean. Explain what you mean, Sanchez, when you say you don't agree with the not out of Africa theory. What do you exactly mean so Uncle can have a fully understanding of that? Well, it's a theory. It's a theoretical hypothesis. And uh, it's, it's formulated in a way that allows you to either agree or disagree with it. There may be other theories for human origins other than the mm. out of Africa theory. And I'm here to share some of those. No one was there. So I'm not going to say Unc is wrong and I'm right. I'm just going to present an alternate theory that I think is uh, more, more, it resonate more for me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, just to throw Unc and give him a little argument somewhere he can go to start off though, is just the whole fact, why do we think creation have to evolve, mm. you know, in the first place? All right, thank you, brother, for clearing that up and making your stance clear. Brother Unc, you have eight minutes. If you look on your computer, Unc, you will see a time up there in the right-hand corner, and it says 8.03. You have eight minutes to prove your point. We're going to go for three rounds here and more if you need more time. So it is 8.03. You got eight minutes, Unc. It's on you. All right, so we probably just need, need to get straight and figure out what, our, um, let's see, scientific theory is. Everybody messed this up. So let's just get that straight. Scientific theory. Uh, okay. We can come to the encyclopedia, Wikipedia. Um, that is an encyclopedia on par with Britannica. You can also use Britannica. Uh, you can put that in your uh, Google search. So when scientists use the word theory, it's totally different than when we're just using the theory. So let's see what the scientific theory is. Uh, basically, scientific theory are the organizing of facts. Let's get that straight. So, scientific theory is an explanation of an aspect of the natural world. That's important. Okay? That can be repeatedly tested. That's also important. Download the Booking.com app, book by Who's January that? 5th, and get a free that? Google Nest Mini on Booking.com. Who is that? Who is that? 
that was me. My bad. I forgot my phone and everything hooked up. My bad, brother. Uh, Go ahead. Okay, so scientific theory is an explanation of an aspect of the natural world, the natural world, right, that can be repeatedly tested, that's important, and verified in accordance with the scientific method using accepted protocols and observations, measurements, and evaluations of results where possible theories are tested under controlled conditions in an experiment and circumstances not uh, um, amendable to experimental tests, theories are evaluated through principles, right? Abductive reason, established scientific theories have withstood the rigors of scrutiny and embody scientific knowledge. So that is what a scientific theory is, not to be confused with a quote unquote, what they would say, just a theory. No. So scientific theories, right, is a theory and a fact. So now that we got that straight, so based off of that, let's go to the quote unquote, uh, out of Africa theory. Okay. And I use the word theory because it's a scientific theory. Meaning for what Sanchez is going to have to do, right? If he's going to try to deal with biology, because we're dealing with human evolution, if you're going to deal with biology, he has to come with a theory that overturns the outer Africa theory. So creation stories, Bibles, Qurans, creation story from a tribe over here and a tribe over there, that's, that's not, that won't overturn the outer Africa theory. That's just a religion or a belief, okay? So the recent, the recent African origin of modern humans, all right? I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share my screen. This is just basic right here, 101. I'm giving y'all the 101 basic. Now, let me share the screen real fast, right? Come here, we're gonna hit this. So we right here. Homo sapiens, homo neanderthal, homo, homo erectus. So we see right here, if you look on the screen, you go back to 200,000 years, right? you can see where Homo sapiens was. So the, so the oldest Homo sapiens sapiens, right, that are found on planet Earth are found in Africa. This is essential and important. So whatever thing he's talking about, right, he would have to show me that those tribes predate this, okay? If we upgraded, you can go back to at least 300,000, which would be in this area in Morocco. So the Homo sapiens sapiens start out of here at about 100,000, 50,000 to 100,000 approximate, Right, you'll find them in Arabia, you'll find them going look in these different directions right here. About 25,000, you'll find them up in Europe, up in that area right here. They end up in Australia around uh, 50,000 years. You'll find these islands right here around 15,000 years, right? About 1,500 years. Then, then 15,000 years, you see them in the Burma Strait. You'll find them in the Americas right here. Everybody always getting some trouble because they can't get around this. They just can't get past this map right here. Is impossible. So any tribe that he can imagine, right, they fall under the category of Homo sapiens sapiens. So we don't have to be there at all because we got bones, right? We got paleontology is the study of bones. So y'all should be taking notes right here because the first way to start to understand the African story, right, is through the study of the bones that was left. So we can go to the Old of Old Gorge, okay? Omo Valley. 
right? And we can find bones that date back to 190,000 years ago. Okay, they found the skull of a homo sapiens sapien, and later on, I'll show you the actual skulls. See how much time I got left. Maybe I could find that. We could throw it up there for y'all real quick. Stop sharing. So based off of this map, we know the Americas is the last place populated. We can also deal with molecular clock. The molecular clock actually deals with uh, being able to test the mutation rate. We know that the mutation mutates at a constant rate, so we can actually count back using the molecular clock. Okay, so we know that the most diversity of genes found anywhere on the planet Earth is in Africa. We know the less diverse genes is found in the Americas. So we got the most diverse in Africa and the least diverse in America. So we know that the Americas is the last stop of Homo sapiens sapiens based off of their genes, right? Not having as much diversity. I'm gonna pull up a genetic map later on and show you that. We know that the most diverse genes are found in Africa. Now here's the rule. Wherever you find the most diverse of something, this is the origin of that thing. And so if we wanna talk about the Middle East and farming, we look, at the, we look at the grains that we find in the Middle East, right? And we found out that the wheat that, that, that's in the Middle East, you know what I'm saying? We find the most diversity of that particular wheat in Ethiopia. Two that, minutes. That particular strand comes out of Ethiopia because the most diversity of wheat is found in Ethiopia. So these farmers carried it to the Middle East. So wherever the most diversity is of that particular thing, right? You got to go to the spot where it's the most diverse. The same thing with human beings and genes. So we found the most diversity in Africa. We found the most diverse, I mean, the least diverse in the Americas. So humans ended up in the Americas and started in Africa first. Thank you. And I'll set uh, that up for you. You still got two minutes, brother. I still got two minutes? Okay, yes. man, I should have got uh, the source for the wheat and the diversity of the wheat. You can be found in Black Athena book one, chapter one, right? And I'll make sure I bring that in the next round. So I just gave you something, molecular clock. This is how they study the genes, right? They study the time of the genes, right? Since genes mutate at a constant rate, we can actually count backwards. And as we count backwards, we always end up in Africa. So that's why at this point, the outer Africa theory, outer Africa theory one and two, right? Has yet to be overturned and they do have the multi-regional hypothesis. And we're talking about a scientific hypothesis, right? Which is not greater than uh, a scientific theory. So for that to be overturned in biology, you gotta find something that one, explains everything that the outer Africa theory explains, right? So that's what Chan is gonna do. He's gonna have to explain everything that the outer Africa theory explains and add to it. And when that happens, then you can throw out the old theory and the new theory takes place. You know what I'm saying? So I know Chantez is a flat roofer, right? I get that. And so he he wouldn't agree with gravity because he got the theory of gravity. Gravity, gravity is actually a law. We got those right there. So, you know, science is simple. Science is, na is natural. Science is knowledge. But what is the knowledge that science is trying to understand? Science is trying to understand the natural forces that actually govern our world. That's what science right. does. All right, brother. Um, did you hear that just now? Um, yeah, what the hell was that? That means your time is up, brother. Oh, that's, that's all. Worse than, that's worse than white people at debate. Yo, they Damn, I got to unhook my phone to this joint. My phone is connected to this, and y'all going to be hearing that, so I got to make no, sure. No, why don't you just put on airplane mode, bro? 
Oh, oh, see, I don't know all that. Now, yeah, thank you for settings. teaching me, brother. Go to my settings. Yeah, go to my settings. All yeah, right. Go to your settings and click all right. airplane mode. So you saying whenever I'm recording with the with this phone, just throw it on airplane mode so nobody can interrupt it, right? Yeah, they can't do right. Got you. Everybody it's on airplane plane. mode. All right. Got you. So now, Brother Sanchez, it's up to you. I want to let everybody know in the building, if you want to hear more about this discussion with Brother Unc, it goes in deeper. What is, what is your channel, Unc? What is your channel? Uh, hold on. Oh, my channel is Real Black Atheist on Fire. That's Real Black Atheist on Fire. Hold on, Sister Cabo, Sister Cabo, I need you to throw the link in there for Armin Ross Squad for uh, for what Unk Channel is so that people could get more information on that. And the same with Brother Sanchez. All right, so it's on you, my Brother Sanchez. The time is 8.13. You got eight minutes, brother. Okay, so um, one thing I want to say to start off is that something can't be a theory and a fact. When Unc read the definition of scientific theory, he left something out. So I'm going to read it again, and I'm going to point some things out for you. A scientific theory is a well-substantiated explanation of some aspect of the natural world. So let's stop right there. Anybody can form an explanation of an aspect of the natural world. I can say the sky is blue because God <laughs> I can say the sky is blue because God got a blue lamp lighting it up. I'm just giving an explanation, whether it's a wrong or right one. So that I'm just painting y'all a picture of what a scientific theory is. It's the idea of theorizing about something. So the people who are allowed to tell us what the world is about and be the modern philosophers call themselves gods. That's why the root word of theory is theos, which is God. So what is a theory by itself? A theory is a supposition or a system of ideas intended to explain something. Everyone got brains and you can think them and explain your reality for yourself if you don't agree with the uh, consensus of mainstream scientists. So for many years, Western anthropologists have not been considering the explanation of pygmy people uh, what they consider third world, people who still have oral traditions, they cancel it out because they think they're the gods and no one can explain reality but them. But what you find out is they don't have all of the answers. So I, I, wanna, I wanna give a shout out to Unc because he's very knowledgeable about what he do. I'm just giving a different uh, perspective. So one thing is that when we talk about Darwin, Darwin was just giving his explanation on how he think diversity came about. And he recanted his uh, theory of evolution on his deathbed. On his deathbed, he actually recanted his theory. So one thing is this, you ask me, do I uh, have a creation story? I agree with uh, origin stories that the Pygmy spoke of, such as a conceived universe. And a lot of these ancient, or, um, ancient um, oral interpretations of creation, they don't speak about creation being created because the creator would have to take water to make water or take wood to make a tree. If nothing existed, how do you get something <coughs> from nothing? So this is what, they tried, what Darwin tried to explain. So what you need to really question is what happens before 
Africa and the out of Africa theory. The reason they had to come with the out of Africa theory is prior to what came before that was the out of space theory. Because at first we was a germ and we was a fish creature that before we turned into this homo sapien that he's speaking about. So I don't like the explanation that uh, we evolved from monkey-like humans. And uh, if they want to put black people first at it, it's not enough for me just to make me bite at it. I'm not that gullible. Like, you want me to lead this line and be the monkey at, at, the, at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? And doc, this is the foundation of eugenics right here. Because check this out. Everything else in creation came diverse during conception. When the ancestors spoke that the universe was conceived from the mind of a great conceiver, they didn't have a creator. They called it a great conceiver. So when you talk about creationism, that's what Darwin brought because it teach about a universe that had to be created by gravity. They replaced God with gravity. Gravity is the foundation of that uh, Darwinian heliocentric universe that, that have this evolutionary theory explaining diversity. But that would mean every different color flower had to evolve from a certain original flower. Every different kind of fish had to evolve from one fish. And you know, and then you get into the different colors. The, the thing is, the creator was smart enough to make it diverse upon conception. Diversity didn't have to come about as a process of evolution. Because in my mind, when the, when the um, creation was conceived, it was conceived just the way we see it now. It didn't have to evolve from two middle-aged homo sapiens that they called a Black Adam and Eve, because then that means one no children, one no old people or nothing. I think that everything we see was created upon conception. Babies, elderly people, teenagers, when the creator conceived this creation, that the creator conceived it diverse. The creator conceived it in the state where the waterfalls was already flowing, meaning that upon conception, the universe didn't conceive, the creator didn't conceive itself creating the universe putting together things man man operates on linear time the creator think it and it is so where it this is all based upon th uh thought everything around you starts from conception from the mind for you can touch it creation was said to conceive from a point of singularity where all compasses is pointing today and that that is said to by the pick me and everyone and today i'll be showing you matter of fact let me start here i don't know how much time i got but let me start and uh share a couple of pictures real quick you have so, three minutes you have three minutes right. well then for these last three minutes i guess so if you said we've and this is the thing about old bones that defies mother nature if you go dig up my grandmother right now nothing's gonna be in that casket she already turned the ashes. Why do you have bones that can be millions and millions of years old? These some hell of a bones. And what, what make it so crazy is this. Now, let me, let me before I go too deep, I'm gonna screen share something else. Now, the bones that he's talking about are not bones of people. These are bones of ape-like humanoids and why would these bones survive for over 3 billion years? 
when everyone else is decomposing. This is a deception. Paleontologists are all pale people. Ain't no black ones. So, you know, if that matters for anything, it make you ought to want to question it that these the people telling you your story. Now, when you go back to over 3 million years old, we can find stone figurines and carvings. I don't think an ape-like creature would be carving human-like shit on a wall. Excuse my language. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, but I don't think an ape-like creature would be carving women that's pregnant with, with breasts. Some of these figurines, the same paleontologists telling you are dating back to over 2 million, 3 million years old during the same time on Darwin timeline where these ape-like creatures would have been. So when you look at the Flintstones, you see that there's sort of a primitive human um, with the chicken bone and, and they working with stones. That's what we was doing. We was working with stone during that time. So when you look at movies like The Planet of the Apes, they showing you these ape-like creatures with spears. These gorillas was carving spears and human-like stuff on the wall. Why weren't they carving gorilla people? They found out the dude in the, that Sasquatch was a dude in a gorilla suit because you need a missing link. We would have to find this evolutionary transition or hum, humanoid creature walking the earth today. If we evolved from apes, why are apes still here? Why don't we still see the evolutionary process? Oh, because it happens over so long of a time that you just can't see it. You see, you can't see, you can't, okay. All right, all right, all right. Brother Unk, Brother Unk, are you in the building, family? Let's go. Yeah, appreciate uh, you showing those. Brother Sanchez, Sanchez is coming with some with some powerful information, and I like the fact that he talked about Charles Darwin um, recanted his theory. So I never hear nobody say that. So before we move on to the next subject, do you want to rebuttal that, brother? Can you, you hear me? me? Yeah. yeah, I hear you. I hear you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Charles Darwin's book, The Origin of the Species, is actually the, the actual, it's the uh, foundation of modern biology. So All right, your time starts now. It's 8.23. Go ahead, um, got eight minutes. Uh, yes. uh, the book that, how, I mean, the book that um, Charles Darwin wrote is Origin of Species. Let me see. Origin, origin, origin of a species, origin. Oh, man. On the origin of species. Okay. Uh, on the origin of species, right? Or on the origin of species by means of natural selection or the, the preservation of the evolved races and the struggle for life. Was published, in, was published on the 24th of November, 1859 is a work of scientific literature by Charles Darwin, which is considered to be the foundation of the evolutionary biology. Darwin's book introduced the scientific theory that populations evolved over a course of generations through the process of natural selection. Uh, it, is, it, it is presented, it, it, presented, it presented a body of evidence that the diversity of life arose by common descent. This is important. 
by common descent through branching patterns of evolution. Darwin included evidence that had, that had gathered on the Beagle expedition, that was a boat trip that he took to the Galapagos Islands in 1830, and the sequent findings from his research, correspondence, and experiments. So even if he did change his mind on his dying bed, which we absolutely have no evidence for, he left a work for us so that people in this generation can't just make up stuff. So he left the work on the origin of species. Uh, scientists around the world have read this and based off of his work, not on something he said on his dying bed, which has not been proven yet. We don't base it on what he said out of his mouth. We based off of looking at his work and he left a work called the origin of species, which is, like I said, the foundation of, you know what I'm saying, basically modern biology. So there you go. So I would like Brother Sanchez at this point, when it's his turn, to give us that document where he said on his dying bed. Next point, which is very, very important. Uh, Y'all can type, type in, somebody send that to me, Holly Selassie, Ethiopian anthropologist, please, real quick. I want to show the people that. Holly Selassie is the leading anthropologist, the, the leading paleontologist in the world, and he's from Ethiopia. And his name is Holly Selassie. All right, so he said, ain't no black paleontologist. Well, you know, the leading paleontologist is that. That source I just read came from the encyclopedia, uh, the free encyclopedia Wikipedia. All right, I use that for a quick reference and ain't nobody gonna get past that. So Holly Selassie, let me find Holly Selassie. Um, real quick, he's a black paleontologist. All right, I think it's H. Time, time for that point. Uh, all right, one second. Um, I said I was gonna give you a source. So let's come to page 61 now when I talk about the wheat, when I was trying to explain genes and wheat and the most diverse, wherever you find that most diverse thing is, let's see. Uh, let's see, uh, in Southwest Asia and in Lower Egypt, agriculture Became, became based on wheat and barley, wild forms of which still grow in the hills of Southwest Asia. They say for this reason, this, and for this reason, this region was assumed to be where these crops were first cultivated. They say from there, they were thought to spread into the Nile Valley. Barley, however, could have been cultivated in Ethiopia even earlier. Although wild barley, wild barleys are not found in Ethiopia, the country contains a far greater variety of domesticated barley than Southwest Asia. Following the general principle that the crop would have been first established in the region that now has the greatest diversity of the plant, right? Paleonto paleon, no, paleobotanists have suggested that barley was cultivated in Ethiopia before it was in South Asia. There you go. So that's the source of cells gonna bring y'all. I know y'all can see it right here. All right, prove that. And we can use that same uh, mode of thinking when we come to genes. 
All right? And so we talked about uh, the oldest. We talked about the foremost of Thonian paleontologists. That's Haile Selassie. All right? He's in Ethiopia. Y'all can just look that up real fast. Uh, matter of fact, he he has a few finds that he's found, and he's and he's not he's not white at all. So we won't we won't we won't use the white card in this one. All right. So you know it's a fact that black people are actually in the field and they're working, and the best one of them all. So right now in this generation comes from Ethiopia. He also talked about he showed us appreciate that you showed us some rocks, some rock carvings. Those rock carvings do not date back to uh, uh, millions of years, not at all. They date back to around 50,000 years, 75,000 years that Brother Sanchez has let you know. Now, bones are fossilized. I'm gonna say this again. Bones are fossilized in sediment rocks. That's why they can last. That's right, he's right though. Most bones get deteriorated and all that, but some of them are fossilized. So that's how they call them fossils because they are fossilized, okay? Uh, read the book, uh, 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 Magic, The Magic of Reality, I believe, right? And it talks about uh, rocks and how bones are actually fossilized. I don't want to go through all that right now. I mean, I'm going to waste my time up, right? But yes, bones are fossilized in sediment rocks. They fossilize, right? You can even get a picture. You can get a, take a cast of it, right? Or the bone itself, but it is fossilized. Y'all look up what fossilized is. So that's how these bones, you know what I'm saying, are preserved, right? And those, if you want to show that again, uh, those, those, those carvings you showed um, are not billions of years old or even millions of years old, okay? I just want to let you know. But the oldest such carvings you can find down in uh, Pinnacle, Pinnacle Point where they got those rock carvings and uh, Howell's Point, this is all in South Africa. Once again, is where they find these oldest such things in Africa, once again, showing you that the, our early ancestors, right, was using symbolic thought to carve, you know what I'm saying, to carve figurines. Right there in Morocco, South Africa, Central Africa. The oldest such carvings that he showed, you find in Africa. So I just wanted to correct all that up. And I don't see the time on the screen though, son. That's what you're talking about. All right, Unc, that's the time. You'll, you'll know when it's your time. Brother Sanchez, we coming back to you. We're gonna give you another eight minutes to rebuttal with Unc said before we move on to the next discussion, which is evolution. So I know a lot of people waiting on that one. Uh, Brother Sanchez, it's on you. Time will start when you start, brother. It is 8.31. All right, I'm, sh I'm sharing the screen. So he, he says some bones, um decompose and others become fossilized fossilization is a process that humans do when you research the process many of these souvenirs and things that you're seeing in museums are man-made also um one thing we got to realize is where he's saying it's the most diverse place on earth is not when you look it up, what mainstream scientists are saying, this is not what I'm saying. Since he going with what they're saying, I'm just sharing with him that the Amazon is the most diverse place on earth. You have over 80% of the world's plant species in the Amazon alone. Most of the medicines we get come from the Amazon. And uh, the evolutionary timeline starts with the plant. 
if if it start with plant life, that would make the Amazon another motherland, motherland in a way. Now, a, another thing you want to point out too is that um. Oh, I want it to be fair. That was a rumor that, rumor that Darwin recanted on that statement. So I'm gonna give you that. They said that his daughter spread that rumor on his deathbed. So it's a he say she say, but. Here's one of the oldest maps um, by one of the greatest map makers during his time. His name was Mercator, and he was a trusted map maker. The Pygmies spoke that they came from a land near the North Pole, and they were wrote in mythology as the dwarves at the North Pole. If you look at this map, you can see the North Pole as a red and white stripe little pole this is where we get the christmas candy canes from with the red and white stripes so i'm just giving you the pick me account i'm not saying the pick me is lying but you're you're gonna have to go argue with the pick me and make them be from africa when they telling you i'm from the north pole they speak they from where the compasses point and when you look at this map it, it show you here's a close-up the pick me land so this was a a trusted map maker and your reputation was on the line if your map wasn't right if there were things on the map that was inaccurate you can you wouldn't be you lose your credentials so this map making thing during that time was very serious you can get killed for certain maps because the map was more valuable than the treasure you couldn't find a treasure without the map the pygmy spoke of coming from a land around the north pole and this was written on this map in latin the pygmy inhabitant. I can't make the rest out because I don't speak Latin, but I can clearly see pygmy habitat right here. And that's exactly what the pygmy spoke of. They was wrote in, in the history as leprechauns because the place where the rainbow end is said to be the North Pole, Earth, that gets into the cosmology. Now, when you start looking at pygmy cosmology and you look at Mercator's map right there, Here's some of Pygmy cosmology. When the Pygmy was asked to show their homeland, here's what the Pygmy drew out. Uh, can you see this little black image or do I got to do a different screen share? Where's it at? You're going to use your uh, mouse so you can point it out. Use your mouse right. as a highlight. All right, here we go. So they can see it. So here's the Pygmy. You know, we see it. We see it. So if you look at this, this look just like what we saw with Mercator's map. This is just a, a um, like a, uh, if you ask them to just draw it, draw it out real quick, this is what they drew. And there's plenty more conception. So if you want to know what the Pygmy taught about their own origins, this is what they speak about, an oral tradition. And this is also became something I called a ripple effect. So creation was said to start from a point of impact, like a ripple effect. Now, the crazy thing about it, if you look at what the pygmy showing you right there, and if I stop the screen share and we go to what scientists taught you, hold on. You'll see that these guys are plagiarizing and they are actually flipping the story like they always do. 
they have a pattern of plagiarizing ancient concepts and flipping the story. Keep in mind what I showed you with the pick me show, it looked like a ripple effect. And this is what they taught us, that human life flew in on a rock or as a germ that impacted the ocean and spread it out from the point of impact near Africa, like a ripple effect. But the compasses are showing us where the most electromagnetic energy of Earth is, and all matter is founded upon electromagnetic energy. So if the most of it is at the North Pole, this, this would show us that this is where the source energy is. So energy has to come from somewhere. It can't be created. It can only be generated, all right? Just like the water when you cut your sink on. And this is what the pygmy was speaking about because what we're looking at I can show you an electromagnetic torus field. And this is what the pygmy was teaching about. So I'm showing you that our ancestors was dealing with science. This became a, a, a point of impact on a global model to, to reverse the science into some physical, but physical creation is founded upon electromagnetic principles which can't be seen but they govern these principles govern the physical creation so i'm giving you an ancient origin story as opposed to the modern agreed upon evolutionary concept this right here says that all diversity we see was created at the same place at the same time so um if you look at this image again here it's like a ripple effect pattern this is what was plagiarized from the from the pygmy. So when we talk about these North Pole dwarves and stuff, this was real science that I'm going back to referring to, not saying the pygmy were right and Unc is wrong. You don't hear the pygmy's interpretation. To me, theirs make more sense than something coming from nothing. The idea of creation being conceived. One thing is for sure is diversity is everywhere. You can find some animals in America that you can't find nowhere else on earth. And that's gonna be said for every, for every continent. I can find some on every continent that I can't find nowhere else on earth, proving that diversity isn't situated in one spot. Diversity is a mission. And uh, in fact, the most constant thing in our reality is diversity and change. So that's one thing we got to grasp the concept of. So, and the, and the thing about these um, paleontologists finding bones, everywhere they dig, they find them. If these creatures really exist, these ape-like creatures, why don't normal kids playing in the backyard find bones every day? These people aren't that good where everywhere they search, they, up, they dig up the bones of exactly where they was looking for. You see, and this is not science where I have to believe someone who said, who says something that make you a believer, not a science scientist. Science is based upon a methodology. If you don't do the method, you're not a scientist. You can be a scholastic, but that'll be referring to the work of people who, who, who went into the field. So one thing you can do is use critical thinking and you, you can find out that the scientists are lying to us and that all of our great scholars didn't know everything. There's no such thing as a qualified ancestor. And um, even though our great scholars wrote books on evolution, that's where they was at the time.
All right, beautiful time, and I like that sound, man. That right there lets y'all know what it is. Um, and I want you to know too, brother Sanchez and brother Unk, when you hear me play that sound, I don't just come right in. I give y'all an extra minute. So don't think I just come right in. I give you an extra minute besides the eight. So y'all really getting nine minutes. All right, so I want y'all both to know that. Um, we're going to switch on over. Yo, brother Unk, come on in. I know you're watching the football game because I be doing the same thing, brother. You trying to, you know, play two sides here, the football and... No, I, and I watch It's games. all right, brother. It's all right. I understand. Just be... I mean, come on. Let's get it in. So we're going to switch on over to the next topic, Unk, unless you want to go another yeah. round. Yeah, but this one... Can you see my screen? I see your screen. I'm going to give you the time. The time is now 841. Here you go, here y'all go, ladies and gentlemen, from the Cleveland Museum of Natural History. Uh, Johannes Halley Selassie, PhD, okay? Uh, Dr. Halley Selassie is one of the world's foremost experts in paleontologists, one of the world's foremost. Uh, he continued contributions to the scientific disciplines. His continuing, his contribution to the scientific uh, disciplines are helping to reshape understanding of humanity, ancient family tree, and, and, and change conventional thinking about human evolution. Here you go, that's the black man. We gotta respect the black man. Now let's come to this source right here. All right, I'll be giving you these sources later on. I wanna come to the, uh, this source right here is the it's, uh, American Museum of Natural History. You know we got one in New York, right? Right there, it's the largest such one in the world, right? So here we go. Right now, what is a fossil? A fossil is any, is any evidence of prehistoric life, plants, or animals that is at least 10,000 years old. The most common fossil are bones and teeth, but fossils of footprints and skin impressions exist as well. Fossils are excavated from many environments, including ancient riverbeds and lakes, caves, volcano ash, ash falls, and tar pits. Fossils are classified as either body fossils or trace fossils. Body fossils were part of the organism, such as bones and teeth. Trace fossils are all, are all other types of fossils, including foot impressions, uh, bur burrows, and dung. Now, he talked about, uh, like, they're not real. Well, in museums, they will take a cast of a real fossil and put it in a museum. So that this same fossil could be in more than one place. So all fossils in museums don't have to be real, but they're based off of something that is real. Now, let's deal with this real quick. How does something become fossilized? This seems to be the problem here, which, which uh, Brother Sanchez was saying. Most ancient animals never become fossils. Their carcasses were likely consumed by other organisms or worn away by wind or water. But sometimes the conditions were right and their remains were preserved. The most common process of fossilization happens when an animal is buried in sediment. Remember I talked about that. Such as sand or silt shortly after it dies. Uh, its bones are protected from rotting, because he wanted to know about that, by layers of sediment. As, as its body decomposes, all the fleshly parts wear away and only the hard parts like bones, teeth, and horns are left behind. Over millions of years, water in the nearby rocks surrounding these hard parts and minerals in the water replace them. 
bit by bit, when the minerals have completely replaced the organic tissue, what's left is a solid rock copy of the original specimen. There y'all go, y'all. That is the explanation that the brother was asking for. I'll put this in the chat room for y'all because this is how we get it in around here. We call real black atheism is on the rise. We sourcing up. So he showed you maps and all that. I don't have a problem with any of those maps because before there can be one map, there has to be a human being. All right. Simple as that. And let me get off this real quick. So like I said, before you can find, before you can deal with any maps, you have to have the biological organism that is a human being. So these tribes or whatever they thought they was doing, they sure as hell wasn't map makers. We know this for sure. None of that don't matter because we talking about human evolution. And based off the of diversity in genes, we know that the first humans come from Africa. He has not disproved that. Another point that I'm going to be absolutely sure about, right? Never mix up what a scientific theory is as opposed to a theory. A scientific theory is a well, is a well tested, is, is tested over and over and over again. And it's the best explanation of that particular thing. Okay? So it's not just making it up. It's not just guessing. It, it is testable. Okay? It is the organizing of facts. So evolution is a fact and a theory. But you would have to understand scientific literacy to really grasp that. So type in evolution as a theory and a fact. It'll come right up for you. So how much time is left, Sal? You have three minutes left, huh? So uh, he keeps talking about the twa, the twa, the twa. Somewhere, I don't know where he was talking about an article somewhere like that. The reality is this. Here's the reality. Here's the cohort facts. Oldest human beings that ever walked on Earth that you will find in the fossil record. And I'm going to show them fossils while we rocking. I'm going to show you the oldest bone. Ask them to show you a pygmy find in Antarctica older than the ones that they find in Africa. He's not gonna be able to do it. So we come to chapter one, the origin and evolution of the human race. This is by Albert Churchwood. The forward is written by uh, the great Dr. John Henry Clark. He says, for studies I have made during my years, I'm fully convinced, uh, let's say I'm fully convinced that the perceived ideas of many scientists regarding the origins of the human race, both as a place and date are erroneous. So now he's going against the established scientific community of that time. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because Sanchez talked about, uh, he mentioned the time period of scientific racism where they was trying to take Darwin's ideas and, 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 and make it into some type of eugenics thing, which Charles Darwin never agreed to. Galton, which is Charles Darwin's second cousin, came up with eugenics based off of the misunderstanding of evolution. Let me get in. Date and erroneous evidence will be brought forward to prove that the human race did not originate in Asia, but in Africa. That's what Sam says is saying right about now. He said the evidence will be objective and subjective as proofs of many contentions against all the learned men of this present day. It says the first question which arises is this. When and where did man make its first appearance on this earth? Biblical scholars tell you about 6,000 years ago, and this was presented by Bishop Usher. Type in Bishop Usher. He said that the human race began in 4004 BC, I think uh, uh, the October or something, the third, something ridiculous, at nine o'clock in the morning, 
Okay, so to this point, before scientists started really looking into it, everybody thought with Sanchez thought that it was some type of creation story. It says the Aryan school, this is the school that all the Moors and the Nation of Islam follow. They actually found the Aryan school, which is funny to me. They say the Aryan school in Asia about 20,000 years ago. That's where we get the Asiatic black man from, right? Uh, others, including many scientists in Asia or in some mystical land, which, ha which has now disappeared like the land of Mu. That's Ali, Bobby, Muhammad, and them, and Minister Stinky Inky, they say that. Let me finish. All of them have denied Africa as the home of man. So there you go. We come to our great elder, right? John Jackson, right? That's it. Okay, we good. All right, man. Powerful information coming from both of these brothers. I hope y'all learning something, man. Number one, man, how we only got 316 likes in the building with all this powerful information. We got over 1,300 in the building. Let's get these likes up, family. Let's do that for the brothers, man. So this information can go out. Reggie, have you hit the like button, brother? I see you in the building. Let's get them likes up. Brother Sanchez, this is your last round, and this is the last round on this topic. And we're going to move forward, and we're going to deal with this evolution that um, a lot of people is talking about. So, Brother Sanchez, the time is 8.51. I know it's 8.50, but I'm saying 8.51. You got eight minutes, my brother. It's on you. Okay, he keeps saying I'm dealing with a creation story when I'm dealing with a universe that's conceived. I'm saying that reality was conceived like an idea, a seed that expanded. This is how they get the expanded universe. All is thought is what I'm saying, which is an ancient concept of origin. So when he talk about what I'm saying is creationism, what he's saying is creationism because evolution it's a process that explains how diversity is created. Mm -hmm. And it starts from a big bang, which explains how planets are created. This, 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 these theories he's using are explaining the creation of human, the evolution of it and everything. That's a whole creation story. And the beginning of it is synced during the same time where the biblical Adam start. And this is where they get their scientific foundation building block called an Adam. He's, he's, he's appearing in science as a building block of, of nature. These people wanted to deny the source. So when you think of what I'm giving you, what he's giving you is creationism and I'm giving you a conceptualized universe is based upon a concept, just like a house. If man can lay a foundation and put a roof on top, then why do creation have to evolve? When you think of what evolution is, is racism, because what it's teaching you is that the earlier stages of the creation are the most primitive, basically the most dumbest phases. When humans didn't have tissue, they were stupid. The, the, basically, the, the further back in time you go, the more dumber the creation is. Now, don't that sound like a person that, that don't that want to deny an intelligent creator where they would tell you the further back you go, the more primitive the creation is? Well, if you go all the way back to the source, you saying God is the most dumbest person on earth and created the most dumbest human prototype, which is a human monkey like black person with a chicken bone cave person. 
when you find out the pygmy were the original cave dwellers and some of the oldest writing systems on earth come from the cave systems, but they got you cursing it. So everyone on earth don't mind black people being first because they get the theory that the, the, the first people and the first stages of creation are the most dumbest and primitive. And then they make you assume the stereotype by acting it out like a caveman. See, they're primitive. They come from monkeys. This is eugenics right here at play where they can say black people, they're telling you that the, the, the latest forms of the human prototype are the most advanced because creation had to evolve to an advanced state. So when you say the white man is last, is last and he Johnny come lately, he agree with you. When you ask the Chinese people uh, who was first, they say black people was first. Don't nobody want to be first but black people because we don't get that these people are teaching the world that the most primitive, the, the earliest stages of creation are the most dumbest, ignorant, stupid, and most primitive. And you are glad to be, to hop at being first for that. You see what I'm saying? So that's clearly some deception going on. And, and one thing we got to stop doing is going to other people to learn about other people. When you want to learn about the, what the pygmies say about their origins, learn it from the pygmy. That's why I gave you pygmy stuff. I didn't give you books. The books are pretty, they're fine, but you might as well throw the Bible up there with your collection too, because that's another book that's trying to explain our origins too. So many men wrote books and tried to give their explanation for how diversity come about, how human origins come about. Before men wrote books asking them questions, we had an oral story where we already knew the answer. We was, it was taught that everything, all diversity was created by the creator. Diversity is necessary for the sustaining of the cosmos. Without diversity, nothing could, could be here. If you take away just the ants, everything will die. It's so intricate. And you're telling me something this intricate evolved from a random cataclysm in the middle of just empty space. This is a perfect put together system we in and something had to be conceiving this. This is intelligence we're looking at. This is divine order we're looking at. There's no way that this order we see evolved from chaos in a chaotic big bang where humans started off as a germ to become these advanced creatures that's able to do martial arts, boxing, football, poetry, music. You're telling me all of this, this advanced sentient being is a, is a mistake that happened and evolved from a cataclysmic, uh, cataclysmic soup where human life had to be seated in on a rock, on a germ. We don't see human life still seated in that way today. We see the women going through nine months to bring human life here, not a meteor bringing it. So the thing is this, I don't, I don't deal with modern science because modern science ain't based upon a methodology, it's based upon you believing a so-called scientist, but that makes you a believer, not a scientist. Let's talk about fossils because fossils, um, you never found any fossils of slaves. If there were so many slaves that died, we should be digging rocks up every day with damn fossilized ropes on niggas' necks and fossilized goddamn with the master holding the whip like this, carved in the stone, caught them in the action. But what, what, all of these slaves died, but they finding only the fossils to make Darwin shit right. And we not questioning how some soft flesh can press up against a hard rock 
and make an imprint. I don't care how many years that flesh lay there is not going to make the rock give in, folks. Use your head. You need stone to sharpen stone, steel sharpen steel. Ain't no way human tissue doing that. This is a deception. He said, you don't need to see real fossils in museums. Well, why are you telling my children that is real? They never told me when I was little, hey, you notice the fake ones right here, right? They told me it was real. So they're clearly lying to everyone in these museums. What are we going for if you're showing us porcelain? Because that's what is made out of porcelain. The dinosaur born porcelain. It's a big deception. This is another form of religion that we're under where the whole world is believing these folks. I don't believe them. I think the oral tradition is a better explanation for this intricate reality that we partaking in. I don't think something is amazing and well-ordered come from the uh, evolutionary process where the advancements we see in reality had to evolve to be this way. Bees had to evolve to interact with plants. Plants had to evolve to interact with humans. We don't still see the evolutionary process. We see a symbiotic relationship that seems to be a divine order that everything is connected and it didn't have to evolve to be connected. You see what I'm saying? So we, I'm not saying that the ancients were right or Darwin was wrong. I'm, to me, the ancients have a more valid explanation as opposed to it starting off primitive and then becoming perfected. That, that's a smack in the face to the creator. You know what I'm saying? So no one can deny the creator. And that's what Big Bangism did. It says something come from nothing. But this thing had to be created. We can't deny that. That's where science is going wrong. That's why they're messing the earth up now. They're denying the source of all energy that we use. So we're, 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 we're messing the earth up. So the thing is this right here. Um, how, how, how many more minutes do I got? You are on your last minute right now. Okay, well, I'll wrap it up with this, folks. We got to just use critical thinking. We can't readily take everything someone say because they wrote a book, because they got a title. A lot of these people are serving agendas. A lot of our teachers were great people trying to help us, but they only knew what they knew. And a lot of those teachers that wrote those books on evolution also were Christians. And, and you know, they still helped us out, but we'll still challenge the Christianity. So why we, we challenge the other beliefs, such as evolution, which is a belief, because you, you can't prove that diversity come as a form of evolution. All right, man. Um, Sanchez set it off early. And you know, Sanchez, you still were supposed to be on the um, Not Out of Africa theory, but you can do what you want with your time. That's all good. And so we're going to start it off first round, dealing with the evolution with my brother, Unc. Unc, I told y'all this is not no walk in the park. Sanchez didn't come in here to play with the information. And um, y'all got to give it up for him, man. Uh, yeah, brother Unc. It's on you to open up the um, the convo now with the evolution, man. Let's get it in. A lot of people saying they get on y'all for y'all saying that we come from monkeys. This is your chance to make understanding understood. And you got eight minutes, my brother. The time is nine o'clock on the dot. Hell, I can just go straight to my book. Question one. 
What does biological evolution mean? A, biological evolution very simply is understood to be descent with modifications. Question two, does human evolution explain how humans came to earth? No, it doesn't. No, it only explains how humans have evolved over time on planet earth. So you can use the pygmy story, you can use anybody's story, the Muslim, the Christian, the Jews, you can use whatever you want to use because evolution doesn't talk about that. Mm. Next point. Does evolution explain where life on earth originated? Evolution does not explain where life on earth comes from. It only seeks to explain how life evolves once it gets here. So like I said, again, you can say the pygmy story. You can say whatever story you want. That ain't got nothing to do with evolution. And that's what most people make a mistake at. Watch this. Who makes the claim that humans come from monkeys? Hmm, watch this. A, people who have not taken the time to study and understand human evolution. As a matter of fact, the claims for the most part start with the religious zealots and creationists who fight against science with ignorance, not facts. So all that what Brother Sanchez was saying was wrong. Nobody teaches that humans come from monkeys. Never said that. You'll hear people say that over and over again. He also talked about the biblical Adam. The biblical Adam is taught, the root of the word is Adam, and it simply means red and red. Has nothing to do with an Adam. Okay, let's get that straight. Now, evolution also does not have a direction. I'm gonna say it again. Evolution doesn't have a direction. So when racist white people say, well, since we was the last to evolve, we are superior, they're lying. Once again, evolution does not have a direction. Evolution is based off of genes. As a matter of fact, we can just read this conclusion right here. I'll bring the source real fast so we can clearly understand. It is critical, critically considered. Uh, Foundation Research Institute. Why evolution has no goal. Most people think that evolution actually has a goal. It doesn't. Let me read the conclusion. Evolution has no purpose. It simply happens. There is no reason to assume that evolution comes with an objective improvement. The only thing that is constantly improving is the adaptiveness of individuals to their given environment because the environment changes. This progress always remains relative. Progress relative to the adaptiveness to the environment. In case, and say, in case we want to metaphysically talk about a goal of evolution, then the goal is simply the copying success of genes. But that too does not happen in strategically planned manner. For evolution is, metaphysically speaking, again, blind and indifference. What the author is trying to tell you is that there is no, 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 no specific reason of why this and why that like we want to. And, you know, human beings use their mind to think, right? And so human beings will create stories. That's why you got thousands of creation stories at the end of the day. But we now understand based off of studying biological human evolution, right, that humans were wrong. Not until the process of evolution started to come forth in the world, which wasn't even started by Charles Darwin. You got Al-Jahid, that African thinker talked about uh, evolution. Look up, Al-Jahid, he actually wrote a, uh, um, uh, encyclopedia, right? 
Uh, let me see. Yeah, he wrote an encyclopedia, and it's called The Book of Animals. Hold on, The Book of, of Animals. So this is, this is clearly an African thought process. Al Jaheed, all right? Let me use Al Jaheed. Let me get this right. That's A L space J A H I Z. All right. I'm gonna get this right. I'm gonna get Al Jaheed right, man. It's our African thinker. So a lot of people think that Charles Darwin was the first person to actually uh, deal with that. Nope, he was not. He wasn't. Absolutely wasn't. Now, what Charles Darwin did do was he actually <laughs> was serious because he actually started giving the reasons why and explanations for it. So let, let me show you the great African thinker Al Jaheed real fast. All right, let me give you, show you a picture of him. So he was born in 776 AD in Iraq. He died in 860 AD. Full name, Abu Uthman Amir Ibn Bar al-Khali Bashri. Middle Ages, all right? I'm gonna show you the image of his book he wrote, Encyclopedia. So we can just immediately get off of that. We need to get off of that. Or he did, he, he did the evolution, the white people, it ain't got nothing to do with that. Got all to do with just great thinkers, period. So we're gonna to come to the 1001 Inventions Discovery Age. Uh, it's a Muslim website. Okay, let me share my screen. Come on, man. You gotta to go to the Muslims for this right here, right? So the Muslims can give big ups to great African thinkers, man. And God damn, what are we doing here? Here you go. Here's the book, Al Jaheed, Book of Animals, Transcended Value. Discuss. Here you go. Let me get that out of the way. All right, that's a picture in this book that he wrote. All right. And he was an Arabic scholar. There you go. All right. She holding her hand, a daggone book he wrote, too. That's deep. Some more pictures from it. Page of the Book of Animals. It say by an African Arab naturalist and evolutionist Al Jaheed. Y'all see that? There you go. Page from the Book of Animals by an African Arab naturalist and evolutionist Al Jaheed. And y'all go. Ninth century. That predates anything Darwin in you. There we go, right there. All right. So we clear now, right? We're clear. This is before Darwin, he's showing you different animals. He's doing all what later on Darwin would do, okay? So Darwin had a blueprint to look at, right? Definitely had a blueprint to look at. He didn't just pop up out of nowhere, nowhere with the damn idea. No, he didn't. So man have been trying to solve this forever, all right? There you have it. It's a picture on the left of Al Jaheed. Of course, they're going to try to dumb it down, but that's the picture of him 
Uh, so there you go. So it's not hard to even figure this out. All right, and then later on, I'll come to um, one of Charles Darwin's teacher, John Edmondson, okay? Before I even get into what I'm getting into. We got a little African foundation since everybody liked the black algae here. I want to show you that you got black African people been teaching your opinions forever and then vice versa. All right, man. First of all, real quick, man. Um, let's hit that like button, y'all. Let's get them likes up. Let's get them likes up. And um, another thing, how many of y'all are familiar with um, Brother T-Bone? T-Bone from Colors, y'all. If y'all familiar with T-Bone from Colors, he's in the building. Make sure we give T-Bones from Colors a round of applause for the great work that he be doing, man. For real, for real. You know, saving me a lot of trouble of not going, having to go in. T-Bone from Colors is really putting down that work. I mean, I look forward to getting a laugh sometimes. You know, I gotta give T-Bone from Colors some a goddamn shout out because he's the he's the one that's keeping it real right now, breaking it down and saving me all the goddamn trouble from having to come out and do this shit. I could just sit back now and just look and enjoy it. And it, it's funny, but it's real, okay? It's real. So shout out to T-Bone from Colors, man. You already know, T-Bone's from Colors too. Brother Sanchez, Unc is setting it off. Your hands is full. He's coming with saucers, and now, brother, it is 9-10. You got eight minutes, my brother. It's on you. Okay, one thing I want to say is that um, he brought up another uh, evolutionary theologian by the name of Abu Uthman, and Abu Uthman was a theologian. You got to keep that in mind because theology is two words. Theos is God. Ology is the study of. Now, if you think you can study God, you're a bad mamma jamba. Mm. If you think you can study, have a system where you can get a degree and master that you studied God, that use an egotistical prick, if you ask me. So these guys were theologians who formed the modern theories <clears throat> that, that foundate the science we under today. Abu Uthman was a theologian. How was, what was his relation with Darwin? Darwin was a theologian. Darwin had a, a degree, Bachelor of Arts degree in Anglican theology. So all of these guys are gonna always go back to this Genesis story of a created universe. He's denying creationism, but one thing when he say, when he say evolution don't teach the location, it does because Darwin have a point where the human timeline originated from. You can't, have, can't, you can't, in other words, you can't have a point B without a point A. If evolution got us to where we are today and it told you that humans evolved from point A and then they evolved from point A and spread it out to point B, we can't deny point A. So that's kind of like what he's doing when he say, evolution don't teach you the origin point it does and it starts from in space before it starts from in africa and it really when you start to look into it you can see that it's the same theology that the bible given us that's why they say the garden of eden is in africa 
But if you really want to know about what the Garden of Eden really is, the word E-D-E-N is really the same word as E-A-T-I-N-G because the Garden of Eden was um, symbolized as a snake eating its tail called an Ouroboros. And I can show images for that, but I don't want to go too far into that um, for my presentation. I want to stay on evolution. So that's what we need to know that these guys were theologians. Also, what we need to know is that um, when you're dealing with topics like this, it's important not to leave it into the hands of a few men, because one thing, if we're going to study God, what's the most brilliant thing God gave us? The mind. And if you don't use yours because you think someone is a scholar or they know more about God than you, then that's a big waste if you ask me. So there are many scientists that disagree with evolution. Many argue that most evolutionary changes appear at the level of the genome and are essentially random and neutral. I have a problem with that because a tree doesn't appear to be a randomly evolving creature. A tree apparently knows if it's a watermelon seed, I'm gonna be a watermelon and I'm not gonna make a mistake and evolve into an apple. We would still see little in-between species of, of evolutionary uh, genomes and we don't see them today. We see that every genome is totally unique and shares the same point of origin and it appears to not to be created at all because when you want to discuss um, creation um, um, origin stories, you got to deal with matter itself. That's why I went into electromagnetism. But that's a whole other story, and I don't want to get too deep because I want to keep it simple for you. DNA can't tell you where you've been, where you're going, or where you're from. So when scientists say they have DNA proof that we come from out of Africa, that is a lie. If scientists could use DNA to tell where a person been, they wouldn't have to interrogate killers. They can get a blood sample and say, yep, you was at the store at nine o'clock, man. We got the DNA to show that you bought bubble gum at 3.30. If they can trace it back for thousands of years using DNA to show where we from, why can't they trace it back the last week? That should be easier. So this show you DNA can tell you who you are, but it can't tell you what bro where Brother Sanchez ate dinner at today. It can't tell you where I've been just by my blood. They will have to cut my stomach open and see my stomach contents to see where I ate at, where I've been. They will have to connect that with a place like that. But So that's my point. There's a lot of things they're telling us that that's just, when you think about it, it can be refuted easily. And a lot of scientists are coming out challenging these modern theories the thing about today's science is not really science at all. It's people agreeing on theories and the theories can change. Remember when they taught you, for example, the flat solar system with the stationary sun in school? Now they changed it today. They're constantly tweaking and changing these theories of evolution and um, to fit their agendas, their evil agendas and disconnect us from who and what we really are. All right, because that's what would empower us. He also mentioned that evolution don't say we come from monkeys, but he brought up Homo sapien, which is uh, the first Homo sapien remnants that they found was called Herto man, which was indeed a 
ape-like humanoid. And you can do your research and pull Homo sapiens Adaltu up. Adaltu is the name of him. And um, the crazy thing about it is we don't see a, a, a genome currently present to fill that evolutionary gap because this is why they came with the Bigfoot and Sasquatch sightings, which was a dude in a suit we found out now. And that's kind of funny when you think about it, because if you got Bigfoot, where's Lil' Foot? Where's Teenager Foot? It's just one ape surviving for generations in the woods by itself, no wife, no reproduction. This is what I'm talking about. It's the same foolishness that they give us with a evolutionary process that start with just two middle-aged humans no old people no children no nothing so you know you can you can deny the alternate explanation because of cognitive dissonance but a concept a conceived universe takes away evolution it takes away darwin's uh fake it uh explanation for diversity because the creator was smart enough to make everything diverse in the beginning not diversity didn't have to evolve i think when the creator created flowers he created it all colors when he created water even water come in all colors you see what gases come in all colors light come in all colors fish come in all colors and i don't think none of these had to evolve to, to be become diverse like the pink roses had to evolve from the red ones so to speak diversity was conceived at at the point of origin this is what the ancestors taught in all oral traditions before we had these Pharisees and Sadducees or what we call theologians giving us theoretical science with a group of men theorizing and they just agree on the one that they think is suits the agenda the best. And that, and that changes, like I said. So there's nothing wrong with challenging mainstream science. I think what my brother Unk does is he try to reestablish something that we all learned coming up in the miseducation system but we were taught not to challenge when we start to challenge it we don't have to throw away the old one you have to know the old one in order to challenge it science is science when you're challenging everything we deem is true to to send it through a, a process of of becoming a fact instead of a theory so if i if i theorize that is goal on in my backyard I can theorize all day and say it's true until I start digging. If I find gold, I no longer have a theory. I have a fact now, and it's no longer a theory. I can say I know it, the gold is back there because I touched it. Here's a bar. But if you don't never dig, you can only theorize. And that's where we are now in the community where theor Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right, um, brother Unk, this is the last round before we open up the phone lines. So make sure y'all close out with a bang. Both of you brothers are doing excellent, great work. This is the last go round before we open up the phone lines. And remember people, come in, ask your question. We don't need you to teach. We already got the two teachers here. Just come in, ask your question so that we can try to get to as much people as we can. Brother Unk, this is your last showdown. And um, damn, where my book at? Okay, you got eight minutes, brother. The time yeah, is 920. 
920. Sanchez says something about the Bible talking about the origin of man was in Africa. No, it does not. I would like if you could pull that source up and show us where in the Bible that the Garden of Eden was in Africa. It, it was not. It said that rivers went up out the garden and went into Ethiopia. Now, let me get into molecular clock real quick. All right. This is important. I'm going to share my screen right here. All right. So we can kind of get an understanding of what we're talking about. We're not just making up here. We're sourcing up. Now, I'm showing, showing you all these sources so y'all can go on your own study. You might not get it now, but later on you will. This is, this is, this is one of the best resources. Understanding evolution. Your one-step source of information on evolution, y'all. By Berkeley University. Now, this is serious. So watch this. Molecular clocks. Remember, I talked about that. This is how we're going to prove where stuff came from. It says, for the past 40 years, evolutionary biologists have been investigating the possibilities that some evolutionary changes occur in a clock-like fashion. Over the course of millions of years, mutations may build up in any given stretch of DNA at a reliable rate. Let's say, for example, the gene that codes for the protein alpha globin, a component of hemoglobin, expresses base changes, experiences base changes at the rate of 0.56 changes per base pair per billion years. If this rate is reliable, the gene could be used as a molecular clock. It says when a stretch of the DNA does indeed behave like a molecular clock, it becomes a powerful tool for estimating the date of lineage splitting events. For example, imagine that a length of the DNA found in two species differs by four bases as shown below. Here y'all go, show me below. And we know that this entire length of the DNA changes at a rate approximately one base pair per 25 million years. That means that the two DNA versions differ by many years of evolution and that their common ancestor lived 50 million years ago. Since each lineage experiences its own evolution, the two species must have descended from a common ancestor that lived at least 50 million years. This is how we know that chimpanzees and human beings split. Let me finish this off. In general, technique has been used to investigate several important issues, including the origin of modern humans, the date of the human chimpanzee divergence, like I just said, and the date of the Cambrian explosion. Using a molecular clock, using molecular clocks to estimate the diversion dates depend on other methods of dating in order to calculate the rate at which the stretch of the DNA changes. Biologists must use dates estimated from other relative and, 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 and absolute, absolute dating techniques. There y'all go right there. Hmm. Get the resource, right? Understand evolution, right? We can come right here now. Why chromosome Adam? Not to be confused with the Adam in the Bible. In human genetics, why chromosome the most recent common ancestor? And we know how we figured out who the most common, most recent common ancestor because we use molecular clock. Watch this. It's the most recent common ancestor, right? That's MRCA from whom all currently living men descend paternally. So everybody living, all men living on planet Earth today descend from who? The YMRCA. It say the term YMCRA reflects the fact that the Y chromosome of all currently living human males are directly derived from Y chromosome of these remote ancestors. The analogous, the analogous concept of the, mature, uh, of the 
maternal most recent common ancestor is known as mitochondria E. That's MTMRCA. It says name for the maternal transmission of the mitochondrial DNA. That's the woman, y'all, the woman line. It's a most recent woman from whom all living humans are descended maternally. As with the mitochondrial E, the title of Y chromosome, Adam, is not permanently fixed to a single individual, but can advance over the course of human history as paternal lineage becomes extinct. So what we have, what do we got going on right here? We know where Y chromosome Adam lived and we know where mitochondrial Eve lived. She lived in Africa. How do we know? Because we use a molecular clock to trace it all the way back and we can get approximate dates based off of the constant rate of mutations that build up, that build up in any given stretch of the DNA. It is a reliable rate. Now, rewind the daggone tape and you'll get exactly what we're talking about here. So we got Y chromosome Adam and, 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 and mitochondria Eve, and we got the molecular clock, and all that traces back to Africa because what we was really talking about, y'all, y'all forgot what we were talking about, huh? I ain't forget. I ain't forget it all. We was right here. We was talking about the recent African origin of mitochondria. That's how we know where they come from. And I just showed y'all how we did it. And I gave y'all a tool. So in paleontology, the recent origin of modern humans, also called the Outer Africa Theory or OOA, recent single origin hypothesis, replacement hypothesis, or the recent origin model is the dominant model of geographic origin of early migration of anatomic modern humans, homo sapiens. It follows an early expansion of hominids out of Africa, accompanied by Homo erectus and Homo neanderthalis. He talked about Homo adultus. That is an archaic Homo sapiens sapiens. It's not a modern Homo sapiens sapiens. So we say Homo adultus, right? That is archaic form of Homo sapiens sapiens. I just want to kind of bring that up. But for y'all to get around this, Y'all got to do everything what I just did, and it's not going to happen because religion is just religion. We call that magical thinking. Magical thinking ain't going to get this job done, y'all. It's not going to get you nowhere close to it. So human beings need a mind to think. But first, the mind has to evolve and transform. So you got to go back to evolution again. Before you can understand anything, whether it's vaccines, whether it's pathogens, viruses, biology, you got to understand biological human evolution. If you want to know the real history of African people and how they traverse around the planet as they diversify in different environments, because that's what evolution does, it diverses the living organism so that it can give birth to viable offspring. What is a viable offspring? A viable offspring is an offspring that has the ability to reproduce. So if you're giving babies, if you're giving birth to babies that's always artistic, they're not valuable because they're not going to be able to make properly. They're not going to be able to keep pushing the species forward. Okay? Viable offspring have the ability to reproduce and give birth. So evolutionary change occurs when a mutation gives the living organism an advantage to reach the age of reproduction. 
And after reaching the age of reproduction, 13, 14, 15, whatever it is, they have babies. But they not only have babies, they have babies that can give birth to babies. That's what we're talking about on Bible, offspring. All this is explained in evolution. Good, right there, so All right. All right, man. Um, this is the last and final round for Brother Sanchez. Bring all the daggers out, Sanchez. This is your last round, and we're gonna open up these phone lines. And let me let me uh where's brother Sanchez at? He's coming back. Okay, let me say this real quick, family, because I've been checking the chat room. You know, I always check the chat room. Please, it's all right to disagree with my guests. Y'all could disagree, but we ain't doing a name calling. We're not doing that. If you get blocked, you will be going to YouTube prison. <laughs> and luckily for you that I always open up the gates every six months. So I'll let you out. Um, luckily for you, the new year is coming in. So I'll be opening up the floodgates, letting everybody out of YouTube prison, you know, but you will be back in there and you're gonna be in there for six months. So every six months, y'all, it's up to you. I got some sharpshooters in the um, chat room. My moderators, it's kind of hard to get the disrespect through them. I got, I got a lot of powerful and respectful moderators. They only gonna block you if you are disrespectful. So I'm gonna say that for my guest, for Unc and my brother Sanchez. So disagree strongly, but just keep it on a respectful level, that's all. All right, so we waiting on our brother Sanchez to come back. I'm back, I'm here. All right, here you go, he's back in the building. Brother Sanchez, we need you to bring out all the daggers on this one. This is your closeout before we open up the lines, and it is now 9.30, brother. You got eight minutes. Okay, so Unc read something from Wikipedia mm -hmm. about the chromosomal atom in mitochondrial Eve. Mm -hmm. But he started off by saying, this is not referring to the atom in the Bible when it clearly is. Because I could have asked him, hey, is mitochondrial Eve not referring to the Eve in the Bible? See, it's all biblical uh, concepts given to you by theologians who, who also got degrees in, in the science field. This is the conflict in, in the Western world where you can have a guy with a degree in theology and science. They're going to always conflict because he's going to let his personal beliefs influence his scientific theories this is how we get in this trouble today so they're trying to give you a scientific explanation of a biblical story and they're starting it from adam and eve which is stupid because the human race was recreated by noah god told noah to get one of every animal and it, it, it we should be looking for the chromosomal noah not adam it recreated with noah's seed and genome so that that's the problem that's a problem right there another problem is when they when he say that the garden of eden is not in africa when the the scientific theory attached to the mythological story starts in africa this is why time magazine said that adam and eve were black and you can pull up that article time magazine black adam and eve even Ashra requested talked that Shout out to the great teacher, Ashra Kwesi, but I disagree with, with, with that. What I see is that we're misinterpreting the story. Adam and Eve were not the seeds of humanity. The ancestors said that the seeds of humanity have a spiritual origin, not a physical origin. 
So when you think about the concept, if you look at this image and we're using sacred geometry, when you see the serpent wrapped around a tree with Adam on one side and Eve on the other side, the ancestors was giving you electromagnetism, negative, positive, and balance. That's what created the cosmos. That's what Ma'at represent. Each wing, negative, positive. She's the balancing point. The one balancing the scale, sun and moon, North Pole is what balances them both. So this is what you're looking at here, cosmic origins. So when you look at this image of Adam and Eve and you compare it to this image, this image right here is an electromagnetic energy field. This is what the ancestors said the earth is and all compasses are pointing to where the most concentration of the energy is. So if you think of a kitchen sink drain and you fill it with water, if you put a toothpick in it and pour the drain, the toothpick is gonna point down the drain. Magnetism is the primordial waters of new that the physical creation sits within. And all compasses are pointing to a vortex at the center of the circle. And this is what it would look like. So this became translated and personified as Adam and Eve. And you can clearly see the same sacred geometry we can even pull it up one here of how it will look from a macro. And then you pull up this image and you can see Adam and Eve surrounded by the dome. This is to say sun and moon and North Pole created everything. That was the first trinity. Physical creation started off from, that's why when you read the biblical story, talk about the greater light and lesser light. They turned that to the greater human and lesser human and a lesser vessel was said to be Eve. She's, you see what I'm saying? So the thing is this right here. He's giving you a concept that's saying that we evolved from two people. I'm giving you a concept that says we evolved from two energies, negative and positive. You see what I'm saying? So before there were fleshly humans, if you will, the concept of all physical creation emanates from those principles of yin and yang with the serpent in the middle. So when you look at Adam and Eve, the Hindu had the same symbol, yin and yang with the snake in the middle. This is, uh, this is uh, showing you how a battery generates energy. That's why the Hebrews, Hebrew ha had depicted the earth just like a big energy generator. So you look at the Hebrew cosmos and you can see Adam and Eve is indeed the sun and moon and the serpent is a sine wave for energy. So we're mistranslated today. Dar Darwin and all of them wanted to hide free energy behind pseudoscience, but there's a source for humanity and it has nothing to do with evolution. When you take the story of chromosome Adam, mitochondrial Eve and put them back into perspective, why would the creator only create two humans? no old people, no children, and have it all evolve from them. What would stop the evolutionary process? Because we don't see this evolutionary process at work now, is what I'm saying. So when you start thinking about the cosmic origins of Adam and Eve, you start to see the reason why they say every human can trace their bloodline back to a single source, because blood itself is a form of matter and all matter was created at the same place and same time. So, and that was not Africa. There's no compasses pointing to Africa. The compasses are pointing to the places where the pygmies spoke of, where the vortex of life seemed to be. 
So this energy that you see on the screen was translated into something called spiral goddesses. And the concept of these spiral goddesses predate the Milky Way, but they turned this into the Milky Way, this spiral goddess concept of a ripple effect where life being conceived from a point of singularity. So they give you a ball earth, but they give you a flat Milky Way. So this is what I'm telling you because it all is centered upon flat earth cosmology when you deal with our uh, uh, origins. This is why we can't make sense out of it. It may not make, it may, you may have cognitive dissonance at first because this is new to you, but it makes more sense than creation have to be evolved from a primitive state, right? That spits in the face of this intelligent design. And we're mistranslating this mythology by just simply looking at it literally instead of how I'm decoding it with the science behind it. Our ancestors wasn't dummies. We're, we're taking the concepts of personifications and we're taking them literally so we can't see that it's all personification of energy, right? Sun and moon, North Pole. Now, um, I'm gonna say this. Um, I won't say that evolution is totally false. I would say that the way we teach about it is false. I think the only thing that evolved is thought, not the physical creation. But I think that uh, sometimes we confuse adaptation with evolution as well. Now we can get into that on a part two or some in the future, how, how that will take place, because I love to share that. But how much time do I got left, Sarnetta? You have one minute. Okay, well, let me go ahead and wrap it up and just by say that um, there is definitely a connection between the biblical creation story and the scientific theories. They have them synced together, but you can't see how science and the church are still in cahoots to, with each other. They're hiding the true source of energy behind the creation where all physical matter originated from, behind mythologies and theories. It's all about energy. And that's why our compasses is point to the pick me knew what they were talking about, folks. The ancients knew what they were talking about. We have to challenge modern science. That's what I'm gonna yield with that. All right. All right, family, y'all already know what it is. This is the time now for the call-in. So we want to make sure, let me get this off of the airplane mode because I'll be bugging out like, why ain't nobody calling in? <laughs> let me get it off the airplane mode. Hey, the phone lines is open. Um, can the moderator please throw that number in there for me, please? Brother Reese, I see you in the building. Let's get these callers up, man. Let's be respectful on the callers. On um, Here we go. Oh, man, why are you mad at me? Come on, sister. <laughs> Let's get it in. Peace and black power. Peace and black power, family. What's your name and where you calling from? Peace, 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 Carla from Philly. This Aboriginal power. Peace, hey, can you peace, take, it off, take it off the mic, brother? I mean, so we can hear you clear. Can you hear me now? I hear you a lot better. Can y'all hear him? 
What's going on? This is Bristol Power, man. Call from Philly, man. Peace, peace. What's going on, Sarletta? Oh, can you hear him? Yeah, I can hear him. All right. Everything is good. I have original powers in the building, y'all. Um, what's your uh, question? I, I got a question for both of the fellas, uh, for Brother Unk and for the Brother uh, Sanchez. Uh, my first question is going towards Unk. Uh, dealing with diversity and how diversity was a slow oncoming, uh, dealing with evolution, doesn't the beginning of evolution, which is the painting explosion, starts with diversity? And uh, so uh, my second question will be towards uh, bro Sanchez. Whoa, what was that first question, bro? Okay. Yeah, you got to be clear because we can't hear you clear. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, okay, uh, my bad. Uh, let me rephrase the question. Uh, I heard you talk about diversity and how it was a process. Uh, so I'm asking you, does does the evolution theory start off with diversity, such as uh, the brother was uh, trying to explain? So I'm saying, does evolution theory, the evolutionary theory, start off with uh, diversity? That's, that's, that's my question towards you. And uh, uh, let me answer that real quick. You, you okay, type, no in, problem. You, you type in universal common ancestor, that's important. Type that in, understand what a universal common ancestor is, and it's going to show you a phylogenetic tree. And it's going to give you the three domains. You know I'm saying bacteria, archaea, and there's one more bacteria, archaea, and eukaryotic. That's the three domains, right? And look at uh, 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 universal common ancestor, what you'll find out is, is based off of the different environments, right? This universal common ancestor started to transform to survive in this environment. So for instance, you could not have a pale person starting out in Africa. The sun would burn them up. They could not give birth to valuable offspring. As soon as they gave birth to a baby in that hot, a uh, 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 tropical sun, the babies would die, okay? But if you had browner skin babies, Right, that would be a valuable offspring in the sun because they would shield the harmful UVA rays. Now, if you was in the northern regions and you had jet black people, right, where sun is hard to come by, then a jet black baby would not be a valuable offspring because it would die from rickets and neural tube disorders and all that, right? And so, whatever the, the living, the universal common ancestor was, it diversified through different environments, it transformed certain mutations occur, right? And certain mutations are actually selected and we call this natural selection. Where, where can we see natural selection at? We can see natural selection without basically, well, it's called artificial selection where, where human beings take like the gray wolf, right? The gray wolf was transformed over time to all living canines today, right? Meaning they select traits that are more favorable. So you get a less aggressive dove and you breed back a less aggressive dove. That even take us to us and who we are. Remember, we was breeding. So you all to ask yourself, what the hell wrong with, with, with black people? Man, they've been <laughs> artificially selected <laughs> and breeded to act the way we act. It's funny. But to the answer to your question is, right, the universal common ancestor, yo, found itself in different environments. And either it's going, either it's going to be surviving that environment or it's going to die. Great, bro. Can I speak? All right. Me? All right. Hold, um, yes. Go ahead, Brother Sanchez. Yeah. The thing about the whole thing about pale people can't live in the sun have to be requesting because um, with that theory, it's taught that black people had to evolve with enough years of living in the sun for us to be able to withstand it. 
And if you really think about that, they're teaching you that white people were first. Because if, if, if the first human had to evolve to get enough melanin. Hold on, hey Sanchez, um, say that part again. Did I hear you say, what you, what you said, say that again? The first humans was what? I'm saying that if you listen to that theory, Sarnetta, they're saying that the first humans had to evolve to have enough melanin and live under the sun enough to get burnt enough to be used to it. So wow. they're telling you that if, if before I burn paper, what color is it, Sarnetta? Before you burn the paper, it's white, right? Right, so if the first humans had to evolve to get melanin to be <laughs> under the sun, they're telling you it started off white first then. Understand that, bro. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> yeah, you that's, lost me on that one. <laughs> think, think about this. Think about this, yeah. right? What what color would the first humans would have been if they didn't have the melanin yet? Because they now just started to be under the sun. They right? would be the, white. You saying? I see what you're saying. They would and be they white, fur, yeah. and they would have some type of fur to cover that up. Yeah, they right? would have had fur, bro. They would have had fur. That's what I'm talking about. Fur, he's saying it, they would have been a white skin person. Not now you go back into the monkey man, the Reese's monkey and all that. Right. See, that's when you see, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, no, y'all got me on that. But go ahead. <laughs> well, I, got I got a question for Bro Sanchez as well. All right, go oh, ahead, brother, so we can move on. I heard Brother Sanchez bring up the pygmy, uh, given their origin story coming from the north. And uh, I, would like, I would like to ask you, do you have any other groups of people that also give reference to the, uh, their origin coming from the north as well. Yes, I do, and I can uh, share some for you. Humanity starting from the North Pole is one of the most ancient stories of human origin on Earth. And uh, let me go ahead and just share a little something for you real quick so we can rush through the calls. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying, hog it up. So what I'm about to show you now is something called an African Adinkra symbol. This African Adinkra symbol, right, is one of the oldest symbols in Africa that's been revered for the most consistent amount of generations. You look at this symbol and you compare it to um, what I'm about to show you next, you'll see what the symbol means. And this is why I keep bringing up what I'm bringing up. Let me, let me lock that symbol in your mind because the pygmy got the same symbol. They call it a kananga. And now let's go to the science behind it. Here's the science behind it. Now, I want you people who got a third eye open to screen share what I did. Go back and screen share the Adinkra, screen share this image, and you'll see that our ancestors was dealing with science. So this is showing you human origins coming from the center of a Taurus field. And they tell you at the middle of every gal's axial galaxy is a black hole. They just reverse the science in a way where you can be disconnected from it, where you can't see the true order of the of, of, of the uh, creation. That's why we paid the scientists most of our money to, to knock meteors out the way and stuff like that. None of that stuff exists. See, you couldn't fool the ancients with that stuff. So that's what I'm saying. We go inside a Walmart, brother, and we shop around and we don't worry about the building falling on us, but we go outside and worry about the sky falling and meteors falling and, and all that stuff because we don't have the right cosmology. 
right? Because we've been taught to laugh at flat earth instead of looking to it, research it, challenging it. So there's a lot of people spoke of human origins coming from the North Pole. On a globe, you would have two poles and they would have to come from both of them. See, the North Pole acts as one pole with an entry and exit. So the thing is this, if you want to research more about cosmology, brother, follow me on Bro Sanchez TV. I do call-ins and I'll go in with the slides and everything to teach you everything you need to know. The oldest story of human origins is the North Pole. That's where all the compasses are pointing to. They're not pointing to Africa, They're not pointing to the Middle East. They're not pointing nowhere but north around a flat circle. All right, thank you, my brother. Thank you for calling in. Let's get these next callers up, y'all. Peace. Hey, Sonetta, right. can I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead, brother. Uh, since human beings ain't born with no damn clothes on, how the hell are they not gonna freeze to death up north, yo? Just curious. Is, is it, well, let me answer that. It, you have you never been to the North Pole. We were told that the North Pole is an icy place. It's not. The North Pole is a tropical. Um, when you when you travel into the North Pole, you're gonna pass by a lot of continents that they deleted off of the maps. Tropical continents. They're telling you we're running out of resources. They're mining lands that you never heard of. You can't run out of resources on this earth. It's plentiful. There are lands that's written on some of these pygmy maps that's not on our map. Anthropologists said that a lot of these third third world tribes disappear from their lands. They don't know where they're going. They're going off map. We don't have the uh, full complete maps today. They, they ended the age of exploration with our ancestors and they kept the original maps. There are lands that we don't know about. And when you travel to the North Pole, you start seeing the Pygmy land, beautiful lands that were spoken of by the ancients. They weren't making it All up. Right. Yeah, how they map the earth, yo? How did the Pygmies map the earth from the North Pole? Yo? How could they map, how could they do that? Through their imagination? Well, well, here's the thing. If you live on a, I can map my neighborhood right now. If you give me a sheet of paper and I haven't been home in 10 years, I can draw out to you right now a full layout of the city. I can map it out right now on paper. All right, all right, hold on. Peace and Black Power family, what's your name and where you're calling from? It's Moses. Moses, what's going on, Moses? How you, brother? What's going on, side down? Good, bro. Everything is good. How was the part of the sea, brother? Oh man, you know, you funny, man. You How funny. did you do that? I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, I wasn't okay. there. I don't. I, I can't say it didn't happen or not. So we ain't gonna go there. All right, let's go, go brother. What's your question, family? Okay, my thing is, if, if they they both getting it wrong, it's both the creator and the creation that exists. You have to understand that white folks are the part of that 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 deals with evolution, and black folks come from the creator. If, if the white folks. Right, come first. What, what my thing is, why don't black folks get bugs? Why don't we have hair like white folks and why don't and, and animals and why don't we smell like white folks and animals when we get wet? How did the bug and the and if, if black folks came for monkeys, how did the the monkey hair, how did the bugs and how did us smell like animals? Brother, brother, let me ask you a folks? question. Let me ask you a question, my go, brother. Go ahead. Where uh -huh. did you hear Uncle or any of the brothers say that we come from monkeys, brother? Why do no, we keep is, hold on, hold on? Why do we keep making these mistakes, man? <laughs> I okay, don't get listen it. to me. Listen to me. Yeah. Listen to me. If black folks didn't come from monkeys, if people didn't come from monkeys, where did we come from? Where did we, if evolution have to deal with a step 
when you go into the evolution it did with man, go all the way back down to the monkeys. Y'all need to understand what they teach us in school is evolution. It's the monkey, then it goes from the homo sapien and all it up into the white man, up into the present human being. What I'm asking you is, black folks do not get bugs, black folks do not have hair like monkeys, and nor do we smell like white people when we get wet. But white people get bugs, white people have hair like monkeys, and white people smell like animals when they get wet just like all right, what's your, what what's your question, is, brother? What's your process, question? I'm saying is, if evolution didn't exist, it only exists for white people. But I'm saying that the creator and the creation exist. How did the bugs skip the black people and go straight to the white people? All right, brother, um, go ahead. Go so ahead, Get my book, Chronology of Human Evolution. It says, who makes the claim that humans come from monkeys? People who have not taken the time to study and understand human evolution. As a matter of fact, the claim for the most part starts with the religious zealots and creationists. Religious. Let me, let, me, let me stop you. No, no, no. Stop, brother. Stop. Oh, stop, ahead. stop, Go brother. We're going to talk about religion, man. I need a host. Brother, brother, <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me, brother. Brother. Let you me are, get a, let me get my man, brother. I don't want to do it to you. All you're doing is calling in. Oh my god, brother! All you're doing is calling in to ask a question. I don't. You're not here to debate. Just let him answer your question. Go ahead, on. Okay. Hey, yeah. Let me finish. I'm saying nobody says for the religious zealot, Joe. Nobody says that. So for you to keep saying that is ridiculous at this point, yo. Nobody. You will not find a scientific source that says that. The only people to say that is the is the ignorant, zealous people who will say that. Well, the people who have not taken it. How many books have you read on evolution, brother? Bro, when you go to school, man. I'm asking you a question. Brother, he asking you a question. You're not here. When we talk about evolution, we're talking about evolving. I'm asking you you cannot go and, and read a thousand different books. You have. Oh, give me one book. Give me one title, one book. You I can read. read. Listen to me. Listen to me. Uh, I, I, all right. All right, brother, brother. I'm going to have to let you go. I'm going to have to let you go, brother. I got to let him go. Go ahead, brother Sanchez. I think what we could say is this. Uh, bro, uh, my brother, um, if you're going to use the bones that's presented by paleontologists, you can't denounce the monkey concept because the, the bones that you're using for your argument are not human bones. These are like you even brought up chimpanzee a minute ago. You just said something about uh, the similarities between humans and chimps. What I'm saying, my brother, is that you kind of going back and forth on a monkey thing whenever it fits you. But I will say you ain't no dummy and, it, and you're doing your thing. I got respect for you. But I don't know if you see that, though. That's okay. what's happening. You know the uh -huh. difference between a monkey and an ape, brother? Do you know? Not probably like you, my brother. Teach me. A, a monkey's got tails. OK. Right? We Watch this. Human beings, you, you, you ever heard of coccyx bone? No, I haven't. You have one. You're sitting on it. It's called your tail bones or the coccyx bone. What well, we do know for a fact, right, not to get confused, that in the womb, Humans actually have tails that fall off during a certain gestation period in the womb. We can look that up right now. So I'm telling you, it's called a vestis organ. 
Meaning that once upon a time, millions of years ago, that we come from something with a tail. So now if we want to go back 40 million years, which is astronomical, which nobody on this phone could even perceive 40 million years, then we would have to go back to the monkeys. So maybe I'll do a whole show, but human beings do not directly come from monkeys, but one thing's for certain and two things are for sure, we do come from something that had a tail millions of years ago, that's for sure. And we lost that. So well, you can look at a skeleton, you, you, you look at anatomy, and anatomy clearly shows you that once upon a time, humans has tail. As a matter of fact, every blue moon, you'll find a human born with a tail. They have a, a few cases of that. Now, let me ask you a question. Where did the monkey evolve from? Because according to Darwin's timeline, it evolved from a mermaid type creature because I don't know if you saw, yeah, they, they had the documentaries on Netflix as well because they teach that when the rock hit the water, we was a single cell organism, like a fish creature. Uh, uh, well, that single cell organism evolved to like a mermaid type human and it crawled on land and became a monkey. So can we find any humans with gills or mermaid humans? Because scientists said not only have they found monkey-like bones, but they now got a special on the, the, the Netflix where they saying they can prove mermaids existence. So it's like they're finding everything to prove this theory right. And I just don't agree with it. I think they making it up, brother. Uh, you, If you're gonna say that we, ha we have human, have chimp at some point, then we can trace it further than that and say, well, let's find the mermaids too. And you know, these are missing links in the evolutionary timeline um, because that's if if that was a phase of evolution where I'm sorry. Call from Yo, my man, what's that noise, brother? What's the noise on your phone? Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, brother. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, but you got a lot of noise in the background. All right. Oh yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad, brother. But can you hear me loud and clear? Peace and black power family. What's your name? Where you calling from? All right, man. My name is Young Tahuti, man, calling from Compton, California. All right. Talk about it. What's what's up? What's on your mind? All right, cool, cool. Hey, man, I just had a statement and a question for Brother Sanchez. And uh, my statement is this. Um, the reason why you're at a disadvantage and you body bagged yourself is because you stated that the Garden of Eden was in Africa. And we know that Africa is the mother of us all. So my question to you is this, Brother Sanchez, how could you say that the Garden of Eden is in Africa when the Bible clearly says in Galatians 4 and 26 that Jerusalem is the mother of us all, not Africa. So can you explain that, how the Bible states that Jerusalem is the mother and not Africa? And that's my question. All right, hold on. Brother Sanchez, you here? Yes. So the, the problem is I didn't body myself because I don't teach that the uh, Garden of Eden is in Africa. I was debunking the mitochondrial Eve theory. The mitochondrial Eve and Y chromosomal Adam theories are connected to the evolutionary theory of man. So I had to debunk those theories, but I wasn't stating them as my own. And you're correct, my brother. 
uh, with what you were saying about it, but the part where you missed was that I wasn't agreeing with that. I was actually debunking it. Uh, but what I teach is that the true garden of Eden is where the compass is a point to. So one thing I'm going to do real quick so I don't take up too much time, I'm going to screen share real quick, and I'm going to make this quick so the people can actually see it, what it is that I believe. So here you have Adam and Eve. We're dealing with sacred geometry, right? So if we look at Adam and Eve, right, the snake that's eating its tail is what you're seeing here. And um, when we talk about the Garden of Eden, that concept come from the word ate or eat because it comes from the snake that eat its tail and the snake that eat its tail is right here it's called an ouroboros you need to research it this is the serpent in the garden if you look at this energy field if you look at the top part of it that's where the energy is eaten up at this is how the earth recycles the elements nature don't create new water she just constantly recycles every every breath you take is cleansed and recycled through the north pole it's a vortex this recycles the elements this was personified as a snake eating its tail right where the snake is biting its tail is the opening to where the, the elements are getting eaten up at so if you look at this image this became the ouroboros snake is that the homosexual symbol yo no this isn't this is an electromagnetic what this is, hold on, brother. This is a magnetic energy. Listen to me real quick. This is a magnetic energy field. You're seeing all the spectrums of the light color. You ever saw a light prism? This is science right here. We got to be mature about it. So, so one thing I'm going to show right here is this right here, right? And I'll pass the mic. Where the snake bites his tail, everything get eight. And this is why the number eight is for infinity because this is how this is how the uh elements are recycled mother nature eats up all the elements at the north pole all the wind is making its journey north all the rivers all the water are going where the compass is pointing to get eaten up and recycled again just like you see here so this is why the compass is pointing there there's a vortex there and it was symbolized by this snake eating its tail so this is the garden of eden our true home is where the compass is pointing where the snake is biting its tail or eating its tail that became eating the garden is dealing with them eating something like the passover eating is symbolic because that's how nature creates infinity by eating up the elements and recycling them anew everything gets recycled nothing is is nature don't you can't create more of infinity so she's constantly recycling everything energy infinity is something that is maintained from within that's why it's called infinity that's what you're looking at, how energy recycles in through an electromagnetic energy field. So yeah, this is science. Are you serious though, yo? All right, brother. Um, hold up, uh, hold up, uh, brother. Are you satisfied with your quick with the answer? No, no. Hey, hey, listen, man. I just want to say that that sounded like some good old pseudo madness. <laughs> but thank you for answering the question. Peace and black power. All right, peace to you, brother. All right, hold on. We're gonna keep it moving. We're gonna keep it moving. Crazy, okay. Peace and Black Power family. What's your name? Where you calling from? Oh, Marius from Milwaukee. All right. What's going on? What's your question, brother? Uh, I have a two-part question for both brother Unc and Sanchez. All right. Who are you giving the question to first? Let's go. 
uh, first is for brother. Um, All right. Um, I want him to explain the dinosaur theory. I want him to explain the dinosaur theory. And while he explaining the dinosaur theory, I never heard of dinosaur theory before, brother. If the meteor really hit us, if we was flat, this is for Sanchez. If we were flattened in a vacuum, would we be spinning like a coin? All right, hold on. Let's deal with the unk un question first, and then we're going to go right to Sanchez. Go ahead. I never heard the theory of dinosaurs before, bro. I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know. Brother, are you saying- so you, don't know about the, you don't know about the Jurassic period? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. If it's an actual finding, because we're talking about fossils here. Yeah. We ain't talking about the actual dinosaur and its DNA. We just talking about fossils. So you telling me that you don't prescribe to the Jurassic periods and things of that nature? Uh, the Jurassic period is, is actually a, a period of geological time where you do find dinosaurs. So, I mean, they have found bones and fossil, fossilized bones of it. They found it all over the world. They found it in North America everywhere. So it's too many, we got too many bones. Come on, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Okay, now with that being said, I'm, I'm asking to I'm asking you to explain that because if the meteor hit the Earth, okay, and going by Brother Sanchez, if the Earth is flat, we in a vacuum. Shouldn't we be spinning like a coin? And where did this evolution period take place that the Earth replenished itself after the meteor hit? Because we're talking about evolution. All right, oh, Brother Sanchez, this for you. No. Yeah. Now, I don't mind answering a brother, but I'm going to need a little time because now he want to deal with flat earth. Now, that's kind of a little bit off topic, but I'll answer you real quick. In flat earth, we don't deal with a vacuum. So that's number one. Number two, we teach that the ground is stationary, but the sky is in motion. So um, before I... Uh, answer you in detail, you would have to been a, done a little bit of research on your own about Flat Earth, most people. Yeah, uh, stay on the topic. Just try to keep it on the topic. Yeah, I will say this, though. I will go go live later tonight on Flat Power TV, where you can- I see he's not answering my question, and yes, we- Hold on, hold on, let me- let Brother, me, let me, brother, me. hold on, brother. Let the man finish speaking. Go ahead, Brother Sanchez. Uh, Brother, I want to answer your question. But out of respect for the topic and everything on evolution and stuff, I don't want to turn it into a flat earth, globe earth debate. Right, right. Now, one thing no, about me, I, I, I love to have these discussions, but I'm going to be on a flat earth channel tonight dealing with what you're talking about, flat earth and globe earth. I'll brother Sanchez, brother Sanchez. Um, let them know where your channel is at so they can go over there and get more information on this, brother, real quick. Flat Power TV, tonight we cranking it up, and, I, and the brother, you can take long as you want, ask me whatever you want. <laughs> All right, there you go. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you, man. We're going to move forward. Yeah, I ain't answer that question, though. I can answer that question real quick. Hold on. Oh, we're going to keep moving. We're going to keep moving, so because there's a lot of callers. It ain't going to be on long. Right, Peace and Black Power family. What's your name? Where you calling from? Shout out to my man, Real G's House of Consciousness over there on the other side of town. How you doing, my brother? What's up? I'm doing good, man. I just want to just first of all say, man, the two brothers, Unc and Sanchez, you guys are doing a great job. I like the way you guys are holding your demeanor. You're not arguing and fussing and fighting. 
this is the way a debate should go. Right. You know, I, I agree. I the fact that you guys are pushing both opinions. You're not trying to shove it down each other's throat. You're not fighting unk. I thank you, brother, for the way you're conducting yourself because you're really putting it down. Okay? Now, my opinion is this, and it's only my personal opinion, but I see a lot of biblical narratives. I see a lot of Bible concepts. And we have to understand the Bible is not a history book. And when we keep trying to apply Bible rhetoric to real science, it becomes a lot of confusion. Can you turn your sound up a little bit? Some of the people say they can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. Speak into the mic. Okay. Okay. What I'm saying is that when you uh, listen to the arguments, and especially in the chat room, a lot of people are trying to add biblical perspectives to science, and they're trying to say that science and the Bible coincide with each other, but they're just the opposite. The Bible is just a story. It doesn't coincide with science. There's no science in the Bible. And I think that's where we're getting mixed up and lost at. But that's just my opinion. This is Will G. Don't forget to join the House of Consciousness Facebook. All right, I'm out. Peace, sir. Peace, peace, peace man. I'm going to say one thing, and I'm going to mute out. Go ahead, brother. The reason we're mixing science with the Bible is because scientists are the ones who made up the world. Damn. Hold on. Scientists made up the Y chromosomal atom theory and the mitochondrial Eve theory. And they used the Adam and Eve concept to base their theory on. So we're not doing it. Scientists actually already linked it with the Bible themselves when they refer to these chromosomes as Adam and Eve. But yeah. All right. Peace and Black Power family. Peace and Black Power. What's your name? Sorry, you call it for? Let me go now. Come on now, bro. No, he ain't asking a question. The brother ain't asked a question. Yeah, but, but go ahead, uh, go ahead. You want to say something? Go ahead, brother. They use that, they don't use that to, to, to refer to the Bible at all. It, based off the Bible, they say these are the first people. So they the scientists are just saying, based off your frame of reference, we just saying mitochondria even to show where, where, where everybody descended from. It ain't got nothing to do with the Bible at all. They just use those two names, bro. That's all. Yeah, they ain't got all right. All right. All right, so um, in this session right here, I'm gonna give y'all brothers some time to close out, man. And um, y'all got unlimited. Y'all can close out unlimited, man. It's on you, uh, brother Sanchez. Callers, in, bro. Y'all still, y'all still got more time? Yeah, I got time for callers all day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Shit, I was getting ready in the show, man. <laughs> all right, let's get it. All right. Peace and Black Power family. What's your name? Where you calling from? Press one to send a voicemail. Peace and Black Power family. What's your name? Where you calling from? What's up? Uh, this wake up, we know them. I'm calling from the 205, Birmingham, Alabama. All right. What it is, man? What's your question, fam? Okay. I, I got a uh, question for uh, Brother Unk. Right. And my question to Unk is, my question to Unk is, would he uh, agree that the creator is omnipresent, which means everywhere? Would you agree with that, Unk? What I agree to agree, it's supposed to be. That's what they say. Everybody. I know, I don't know, I don't, I'm not, not supposed to be. Do you agree, yes or no? I don't believe in a creator, brother, but based <laughs> off of the biblical narrative, that's what they say. Goodness gracious. Okay, you, you said you don't, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I can't hear you that well, I'm sorry. What I'm saying is, I do not believe in a creator. My creator is my mother. But they say that the creator is omnipotent, 
omnipotent and omnipresent, meaning all powerful, all knowing, all everything. That's what they say. But go ahead, brother. Yeah, I'm just I just want to make a point uh, real quick for, uh, for something to be. All right. So something uh, to be omnipresent, that would be everywhere. But yes. you to say the uh, for you to say that everything's come from Africa, that would be a single point that won't be everywhere. If the creator created everything as omnipresent, that means he created everything everywhere, not just in Africa. You get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I didn't say everything came from Africa. I said Homo sapiens sapiens did. You just said that. I mean, you mean humans, period? That's right. Humans come out of Africa. They don't come from nowhere else. They, they, it's called the temperate zone. Humans come out of Africa nowhere else. But if we were made in the likeness of the creator, how can they come from just Africa if his presence is ev- if the presence of the creator is everywhere? Because, because you're talking about belief. I'm talking about evidence and science. It's two different things, brother. You believe that. I'm showing you verifiable proof. Let me ask you a question real quick. Since the creator is omnipotent, can the creator make a rock that he cannot lift? Say again. Say one more time. Can the creator make a rock that the creator cannot lift? No. All right, then. Then it it can't do everything. Then there you go, brother. Next call, please, (laughs) brother Sarnetta. Oh my God! Grand opening, grand closing. Zip them up. Get them out of here. All right, come on, man. Sanchez, you want to add on to that or what? No, I'm good on it. All right, all right. Call from <laughs> Peace and Black Power Family. What's your name and where you calling from? Yes, hello. Uh, the historic one from the chat room calling from New York City. The historic um, one. What's up, man? What's up, man? What's up, Sonetta? Respect. I have a question for um, Brother Sanchez. All right. Um, all right. You know, just briefly, if your what skills and abilities did the Creator, as you say, use to make the Earth? And and please be specific. What's the okay. question again? Say it again. What skills? and abilities did the creator, as he says, use to create the earth, to make the earth? All right. And please be specific. Okay, I'll be very specific. I think the only tool that was used upon conceiving the universe, not creating it, was mind power. And that's very simple. That's to say that when the creation was conceived, the creator didn't conceive of itself picking up dirt to make man. It didn't conceive of itself in a process to build creation. I believe that the way we see creation outside, it simply was conceived this way and it just existed in this state as if it always was. So I think that upon conception of the universe, there were many color flowers, many waterfalls, children running around, animals, you know, chasing their offspring. I think that the creator didn't conceive creation in a process of it being created. I think it simply was conceived just like how you wake up in the middle of a dream and you bagging groceries in the middle of a dream. There wasn't no beginning to it. It started right in, in, in the point where the universe was conceived. It started as is, is what I'm saying. It started in the middle. It, st- it wasn't a 
process that the creator used to build the creation. It was conceived in his state and it was so. And we're experiencing the imagination of a great conceiver. This may be too deep for some of y'all, but you know, it's a new concept, but it's very old, very old. So that's, that's, that's my opinion. I don't think the creator created creation. I think that uh, it was all conceived. That takes a mind though. We need to realize that everything, when you deal with creation and all that, and, and right. the theology, it takes a it takes a mind. And as a matter of fact, it takes a human right. mind because because certain animals ain't running around worrying about what was created. Matter of fact, human beings are located in the Milky Way galaxy. There are 300 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy and 300 billion uh, uh, planets. And then there are billions of universes, I mean galaxies. So at the end of the day, only human beings seem to think that they're so important. We're really not that important <laughs> based off our location in the solar system. So, you know, who made this, who made that? That's a, that's a human idea. And by the way, time and all that, time is relative to where you're at. There is no time in outer space. Time is based off of the Earth traveling around the sun. Now, I know you think the Earth is flat, which is funny. You think the Earth is flat while standing on Earth. Well, you know what? Aunt, that could be our next debate coming up with Sanchez probably next week, if you want that. Yeah, yeah. I want all that smoke. Because I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sanchez. Woo! Hey, Sanchez. Right now, I want you to get up on your desk and fall back. I dare you. Since gravity ain't real, stand up on your desk and fall back. Oh, man. Bet you won't. I'm gonna just say this: If that's what you bring into the debate, is yeah, old. Bring it. Bring that. Bringing that to the uh, to the debate, brother. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason you fall, Sanchez. Is because of gravity. Uh, no, nah, I, right. I don't. All right, all right, all right. Hold on, y'all. Hold on, man. Let's yo. This is gonna be a good one. Peace and Black Power family. What's your name? Where you calling from? Uh, but uh, what's up, brother Sanchez? What's good, uh, bro? Pastor Bennett in the building. Before you say anything, Pastor Bennett, the people is in this chat room still right now saying, is Pastor going to take on Polite? We want to know, Pastor, before you go on, are you going to reconsider, brother? Pastor Bennett? Huh? No, I'm at with that. All right. You already know why I'm really All right, so go ahead and say it. All right, so yo, we're going to dead that. Pastor Williams is not going to take on polite. Go ahead, Pastor Williams. Uh, what's your uh, statement or question, brother? All right, shout out to Saul. Shout out to the chat. Um, brothers, y'all been doing a, a real good show. I'm on here listening, man. Um, I got a question um, when we're dealing with creation. Um, and for both of y'all, y'all could um, respond to it. So, A, do y'all believe, uh, or no, whichever way y'all want to put it, that the first creation, whether you want to go from the standpoint of man or animals, whatever, was in an adult form or a baby form? And, I'm, and the second part of that question, the reason I asked it, because if you say it was a baby, meaning because you know the Christian standpoint comes from the point that God created Adam and Eve as adults, right? If you go from a baby, then how did that baby take care of itself? Meaning when we look at life, when the animals have babies or we have babies, their parents take care of them. So my question is, if the first creation 
was from an infant day, how would that infant grow itself? Wouldn't the first creation have had to be in an adult stage and able to um, raise itself and take care of itself? Do y'all both understand the question? Yeah. All right, go ahead, brother Unk. Yeah, we're just talking about single cell organisms. Cells divide. You got asexual things that don't even need another partner to uh, give rise. And so we can look at jellyfish. Jellyfish, uh, they, they reproduce whatever, and, and they don't, a baby, whatever it is, just reproduces, and it grows in the water. So nothing, you know, so you actually got living organisms that don't require a parent to raise it. You talk about mammals like Homo sapiens sapiens and whales and stuff like that, where they actually need somebody to bring it to fruition. That's not the case with single cell organisms or viruses and germs. They viruses and germs predate human beings all day long. But in our genome, we have viruses. And so, you know, when you're talking about mammals, mammals give birth and have a gestation period. But then you got certain mammals that as soon as they as soon as they drop that load, they out of there. That's right. So they don't you know. <laughs> raise it at all. It's just part of nature and it's surviving nature. Fish do the same thing. They don't stand around and guard the damn fish. So that's an interesting question though, Rad. No, no, no. Yeah, for example, Unc, for example, Unc, the deer. The deer come out ready to run. He got to run on a dime. He takes a minute to start walking, no, and no, then he no. got to start running, bro, because they, they being hunted. So, yeah, you're right, Unc. Hey, no, 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 Saad, take this out. Let me ask, let me make sure, uh, maybe I can reverse a little bit. Let me take the example Saad just said. He said, you take a deer when it comes out. When it comes out, it's ready to run. But yeah. it comes out of a mother. But it comes out of a mother. That's an adult deer. It comes out of a mother. So my yes, question correct. is, yeah, did that mother come first? My point is, the yeah. little deer that you said coming out running, that little deer had to be birthed. I'm saying, if, so, so do you understand what I'm saying? So if that little deer had to be birthed, I'm asking, did the deer start out as an adult deer? And if it didn't, no. then then the then the then what birthed the baby deer if it wasn't the adult deer? No, first of all, you got so, living organisms that you got gestation period. Human beings have one of the longest gest gestation periods. Now, Unc, he's he's simply talking about evolution. Like what where like where did the deer come from? Who birthed the deer? Like what brought on the deer? That's what he's saying. He's, he, deer. Yeah, he's saying like, was the mother, was the was the deer a mother already? Like, what brought on the deer? Simple evolution, like like you know where, what you was talking about earlier, huh? Where do all the species and the animals come from? I, mean, I can look up a deer and where it came from. That's why I went to the single cell organisms and I tried to kind of show you. My fault. Human beings don't have a long gestation, but they got what ten months? It's ten months, 10, 11 months, right? It's probably ten. Okay, and the baby got to get out the womb soon enough because the head will get too big, all right, and it won't be able to come out, and it'll cause death in the women. So the babies come out, right, and they're not developed at all. You can't just take a baby out and let it go, but you got an elephant and a horse. When that when, when, when that horse released that damn uh, uh, horse, it come out running, bro. It come out ready to do everything it need to do. It don't need a mom. It gets milk from the mom, though, but it don't need nothing but some damn milk. And then you got other species that want to give birth. So some got to give birth or it has to be asexual. You know what asexual is, right? Where the, the organism itself doesn't need a mate. So, I mean, that's the, come on, come on, man. Can I, can I give a shot yes, at it? Go ahead, Brother Sanchez. Let Brother Sanchez talk. I, I think Pastor Bennett 
asking it from a perspective of which one come first, the mother or the child. If, cre if creation started from an infant state, was babies created first or was mothers created first? Like which one? See, like he said, a deer had a mother. So let me attempt to answer it because I know he, I'm dealing with a pastor and I'm not a, a Christian, but I, I have some in common with this pastor that I do not deny the creator. So one thing I will say to the pastor is that um, everything was created symbiotic, pastor. A mother didn't, didn't create herself. Who created the mother? The baby created the mother. She couldn't be a mother if she didn't have a baby. So they created each other. So the creator created the creation, but the creation created the creator because the creator couldn't call itself a creator without the creation. So we create it all created each other. When, like when you think of stuff like did the germs come before the humans, it all came together because the germs can't live without a host. They, they, what, what would the germs would have been living in? You see what I'm saying? Besides the body of a human where some of these viruses can't live in nothing else. So what I'm saying is when, when the most high created the human, the most high created the family, not the baby or the auntie or one at a time, it created the family. Just like when the most high created trees, it created big trees, small trees, and even seeds too. It created the seed too. So you're asking which one come first, the chicken or the egg, they both come at the same time. Just like if I create a donut, I create a hole too. So if you ask me, did, when did I create the hole in the middle of the donut? I created the hole in the middle of the donut when I created the ring. They both came at the same time. It's symbiotic. That's what the yin yang represent. All right, Pastor, I'm gonna let you go. Before I let you go, Pastor, yeah, yeah, you yeah. there? You there, Pastor? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Before I let I'm you here. go, Pastor, I need this while we got 1,600 people in the building, and uh, you got you're gonna have an opportunity to teach right quick. I'm gonna give you two minutes to answer the question. How come when we always see Mary and Jesus together, we always see Jesus as a little baby, and we see Mary as a grown woman? when Mary was only 13 years old when she gave birth to Jesus Christ, according to, you know, the biblical stuff. So she was only 13 years old. How come they always show Mary as a grown woman? Why, what are they trying to hide? Why they don't show this little 13-year-old girl holding a baby? Jesus, why? Talk about that. Why is that hot? What's up? I don't know what they're trying to hide, nor do I know why they would try to hide it okay. because obviously obviously she was a young teenager now the scriptures never say she was 13 that they never tell her age most scholars say and suggest that she was between either the ages of 13 and 16 when she had and gave birth to Jesus the scriptures never tell her age she was obviously a young teenager I don't know why um, they hide that. There will be no need to because if you go back in that culture, whether you're talking about the Jewish culture or the African culture, they had children and marriages at a young age. That was part of that culture in time. It wasn't norm to just the Jewish faith. It was norm to many or the Jewish culture. It was norm to many Thank cultures. You. you can go inside Africa and find it. So I don't, I don't know what they're trying to hide or why would they be trying to hide Thank you. Thank you, it brother. You answered the question. I appreciate that. Thank you, right. brother Pastor Bennett. No doubt. I'm not going to give I up on you. You will have that debate with <laughs> polite. I'm not giving up on you, brother. 
You got my number, bro. Peace. <laughs> All right. All hey, right. I want everybody to know that um, Brother Jabari and uh, Brother Garfield had a nice, powerful talk today. They both agreed on a date that we will be doing it in March. Jabari wanted to do it in January. Jabari is, he's like, yo, Garfield, you've been banging on me for a month. I'm ready to get you now. Garfield is saying, nah, I'm not ready now. I'm on I want to do it when my book come out. I want to be able to come in here when I have my written material out so I understand um, Garfield's point. So we're going to get it in in March. All right, we're going to get it in in March. Y'all better come out, get y'all tickets, and support Garfield. This is what y'all want. This is what I'm going to bring to you. Okay, so let me get brother Dr. Reggie in the building. Reggie been trying to call in. Every time he call in, there's always somebody on the line, though. So we're gonna get our brother, Dr. Reggie in the building. And Reggie will be the last caller, y'all. Sorry. Reggie will be the last caller. Dr. Reggie, you in the building? Yes, I am. Peace and black power to y'all brothers and sisters. We got Dr. Reggie in the building. What's your question, man? Okay. So uh, one of the things we've got to stop doing is we, we got to have uh, debates with, with direct sources. So either they put them up and they refer to them, they can't do it on the fly. Uh, Brother Sanchez, uh, your description of the, pre, um, the pygmy creation of the world, right? Is this, uh, or, or are they talking about black pygmies or Norsemen pygmies, right? And uh, so... Because if they're talking about Norsemen pygmies, it's just a description that they are short. Who calls these people pygmies and are these people talking for themselves or is this part of the Mercator uh, drawing? So that means you're getting the source from uh, European, which is Mercator drawing the first map. And this has to do with Iceland and the, and the, and they are called the Skrylink. So I want to. Um, so my question is, where is this source of the pygmies talking about where they come from? Thank you. All right, brother Sanchez. I'm going to screen share uh, at this time. So oh, the source would be fine. I mean, the the what oh, source? Let me let me just let the brother let the brother answer you, Reggie. So here's the thing right here. What you're looking at is what I've referred to on Mercator's map, but I compared it to what the pygmy drew, which was a ripple effect. The, the pygmy conceived the universe as a ripple effect and they turned it into the Milky Way. But the reason it's called a Milky Way is because they said the two breasts of their goddess, Ama, is the sun and moon. So that concept of the, the light of the conscious creator pouring, pouring out on the seed of man was turned into the Milky Way because each one, each of these breasts represents sun and moon. A battery is just like a nipple. And this is what, it, this thing was also science. It wasn't just biology and matriarchal. But what we're looking at is Mercator's map. And you got to look at those four points, right? That's the Dogon Kananga. What we call the swastika was Hitler's form of the Kananga. So the Dogon uh, Kananga is an image of their mother goddess, and their mother goddess was the great mother who personified the North Pole to the Pygmy people. 
when you asked me what color there was, they, the pygmy teach that all to our people, all what we call midgets come from this single continent and they teach all colors come from that. They teach that also there's a continent where there's a creature called a Jotunheim where giants exist and they, they stories sync up with not just uh, other African cultures, but as you can see on this chart all around the world, people spoke about a vortex at the North Pole where we come from. And this is why they cursed the swastika when they created NASA. Because okay, so wait, so, so one second. So the, your source is the Mercator map, and this no, happens to be to on Green Greenland. I'm getting to my, my source wait, is, wait, hold on, hold is on, hold on. you're asking a question and I want to answer you. My source is pick not only the pick me people, the Dogon people, the people in Jamaica who talk about this same vortex in the form of a Nazi, the spider. No, I understand this, but the map is the Mercator map. This and this map was there. a description. This is yeah. a description. One second. This is a description of what they called the pygmies in uh, Greenland. Am I correct about that? You're asking me, is this map a description of what they call When did they encounter when did they encounter the pygmies um, to say that uh, where their origins are? Which okay. pygmies? So, so, yes, so is this that's a good question. Good question. So according to the person who wrote this map, Mercator himself, he Mercator was respected because he had journeyed all around the North Pole several times. So this is his account, but there are several other accounts. Now, now, hold on, Reggie. I'm gonna I'm 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 be brief right here, my brother. You're asking good questions. So what I'm doing, Reggie, I'm saying to mm -hmm. myself, if the pygmies say they come from a land in the north, and this is how they become the dwarves in the mythology, how can I back that up with people who were making maps at that time? And it lead me to sources like Mercator and many others, including there are African conceptions of the lands around the North Pole that I can pull up as well. So this was just one source being Mercator, but there are many sources. Even the Hindu has this same map in their culture too. So I was doing the most consistent uh, conception of the North Pole since none of us ever been. So I was just going by that peep. Uh, you're, a that you're a nice dude, right? You're not disrespectful. Um, I, um, I just wanted to verify that this is the Mercator uh, description and they are calling these people pygmies and you have other sources but for the map these are Europeans uh, looking at people that are roughly four feet tall and calling them pygmies and and then they're getting a description from these groups of people right that's all I'm trying to verify you know and, all right thank you Dr. Rez thank you Reggie let me make and, this yes, quick, sir. Real quick, so. and, and to the brother Reggie, I'm not gonna uh, disagree with you that yes, it's European who call them pick me just like they call us blacks or African Americans or Negro Americans. Yeah, it, that okay. other people are gonna speak through the lenses of their interpretation. But that that's why I gave many. That's why I made a collage with the same conception and a bunch of other uh, cultures on the right. But yeah, but that's all. Go ahead. All right, brother. Unk, go ahead, Unk. Yeah, I think I think what needs to be introduced to the conversation is that one, those pygmies didn't have a written language, so they couldn't even wrote the damn map and put the descriptions on it. We need to get all that straight. 
Oh, two, I didn't say that. Two, okay, right. So your parents was doing that. Three, right? They wouldn't have known where the hell they came from. So wow. before, right, before they had DNA, before they had the fossils, right? They didn't know, they thought everybody came from the Bible. That's why I, I did what I did. Y'all can go back to the beginning of the joint. Before that day, how would they know? Just like the Native Americans, the Native Americans will swear you down that they always in America. They don't know, how would they know? Like how would the African know where they came from? They can only give you stories passed on from their ancestors where they thought they came from. And you know how that can get. So before the advent of uh, uh, um, uh, studying fossils and the science of the fossils and the DNA and all that, man, humans didn't know. They thought they thought it was some kind of mythical land that they came from and everybody had a take on it. So I'm not listening to them. We already know that Antarctica and these areas aren't temperate lands. So no biological organism is going to thrive in a cold environment like that to the point where it will reproduce to the point where it could spread around the world. We already know that's not even working like that. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's too cold. Things are frozen, right? So we, we, we understand this in biology. That's why we call it the temperate zones. That's why farming and all that don't start in Antarctica. It just doesn't. You got to come to the temperate zones where you find flourishing civil. The first civilizations are not in Antarctica or the North Pole and the South Pole. There's a reason for that. Right now, human beings aren't going to thrive on those poles. All right, man. I want to say thank you. I appreciate both of y'all and uh, Brother Sanchez and Brother uh, Unk. I'm going to give y'all some time to close out the show. Let's go. Let's get it in. Brother Sanchez, it's on you, my brother. Take your time, close out, make sure you let the people know where they can find you, where they can reach you, where they can get more information on the subject and stuff that you was talking about. You got the floor, Brother Sanchez. All right, I wanna thank everybody for being patient and giving their time. I know the stuff I'm introducing may seem new, but it's very old concepts. Uh, these are old concepts, they're not new. Uh, there's some science that's proven behind this. All you have to do is study magnets. There are people who in my community that are building their own energy generators. Shout out to my brother, One World, One Hood. All right. He's showing basically the implications of uh, the flat earth concepts. Earth is a huge energy generator. And if you reverse engineer the cosmology, this is the secrets of how to literally empower yourself. What you're looking at on the screen right now is the Dogon mother goddess Ama. She is the Kananga. You can see her turning the sun and moon around her waist. They turned her to Orion. This is her belt. She represents the energy that the sun and moon is circuiting around. She also represents a trident at the center of the earth. And I'll show you that right now. If you look, look at the great mother that the Dogon speak of, and you look at the Mayan cosmos here, you can see that in the center of the Mayan cosmos, you have one half of the Kananga because the Kananga is a double trident. So Trinity plus Trinity equals infinity. This is what creates the hourglass of life. This is called an hy a hyperboloid. And this is what it looks like, a double ed edge cup. This is what the earth is. This is what the ocean water is circuiting around being cleansed through the wind. All right, there's a reason why the lakes don't follow the ocean uh, patterns. And that's because the lakes are 
mounted to the lands that we walk on. If you look at this Hebrew conception of earth, all of the lakes are little swimming pools on this huge rock. All of the ground is connected. We don't have continents. If you pull all the water away from the earth, the ocean grounds connect all of the continents. We're one single rock, just like the Hebrew show and many other people. And the energy that's spinning the sun and moon was referred to as a feminine energy or spiral goddess. So uh, what I'm teaching you is not pseudoscience. Um, one thing I'm gonna show you is that before I close out is, is how this relate to Mercator's map. So if you think of this Dogon Kananga, this represent the four cardinal directions of the earth, all coming from the pole, all right? This, from the center, we get all time zones and directions. There is no time zone at the North Pole. So if you look at this image, this is what the ancients was telling you upon a flat earth inside of electromagnetic energy field. They turned it to the Van Allen belts, but you can see here the belt of the great mother. Here's the last picture. Compare that image right there to this image where you have the great mother at the center of the Hebrew cosmos, the 360 spiral of life surrounding the goddess. This is the swastika showing you how the energy at the North Pole flow into the four rivers like a wash machine. This is how energy is recycled. The ancestors knew that every breath you breathe out had to be clinked again like a mama with a wash machine. The elements have to go through this vortex to constantly recycle themselves and they're hiding the source of what's sustaining creation while complaining about sustaining sustainability issues in the government when they know the secrets of what I'm telling you. So I can go deep into this, find me on Bro Sanchez TV. Uh, it has a lot to know that we don't know. I ask that you be open-minded. We got an open-minded community, a closed mind. We'll never allow new information to flow through it. Be careful what you laugh at because the truth is stranger than fiction. Let me just give a big shout out to Sonetta. I support this man because what he's doing is very powerful, allowing every voice to be heard, whether he agree with it or not. I think that's the future of the community, being non-biased is what make great debate platforms. Can't thank them enough. Shout out to uh, the House of Consciousness and the brother Unk came with it today. Want to give a big shout out to him. He's been doing this way longer than me. So I just want to, um, I humbly thank you guys. All right, thank you, my brother Sanchez. Appreciate you, man. Same as you, thank you, fam. All right, you can unsear unsear your screen. Let me bring on Unk. Unk, you still there? Brother Unk, I know you're looking at the game, brother. It's all right. Let's go. Right here, bro. All right. Let's see you, man. Come on. Close out. It's on you, brother. It's on you. Close out. Unlimited. Let the people know where you're at, where they can find more of this information. Um, if there's anybody in there, can y'all throw the link of Brother Sanchez link in there of his um, YouTube channel and throw the link of my brother Unk up in there as well? So the people can go ahead and do further research. Yes, Sister Kaba, thank you, Queen. Go up in there, throw that, throw the links up in there, so the people can find them easier. Go ahead, brother. Um, um man, look, I appreciate the conversation, man. Um, I'm really on this real cool shit these days. You know, after going in to defeat the Europeans that was trying to bring the misinformation to our community, and uh, uh, it was just important that we brought intelligence to the platform and I appreciate that. 
under no circumstance do I think you should filter out any information. Uh, it gives us a chance to bring scientific literacy to the community and uh, science is undefeated. So everything that I talked about, that's why I gave sources with everything I talked about. I read from direct sources, uh, geologists, uh, I used evolutionary sources, I used uh, Wikipedia. Most people practice the jokes about Wikipedia. Let me show you something real fast. All right, this is something I just wanna show the people. Uh, we all, we, we start with Wiki and we end in the journals. This is very, very important. So I'm gonna share my screen and move real slow too. Man, let me share the screen real fast. Let me show y'all something. Y'all not familiar with. Man. You know, why is moving slow? All right. All right, what we're looking at right here, y'all, is the Journal of Science. My fault, the Journal of Nature. There you go, nature.com. All right, it's the Journal of Nature, right? And in the Journal of Nature, we typed in Wikipedia, okay? It's a black screen, huh? It's a black screen, it ain't come up yet. All right. Does it come up yet? No, nah, it didn't come up yet. All right, it's there. It's there. Oh shit! <laughs> All right, now it popped up. There you go. You that? You back? Okay, so the Journal of Nature, Nature.com. Right. I, I suggest everybody go, go, go ahead and subscribe to the Journal of Nature. And we got here. I typed in Wikipedia. So we want to find out and see what does the Journal of Nature say about Wikipedia. We know what we we, we know what the family think because they just don't know. What they don't know is that early on about 12, 13, 14 years ago when Wikipedia started out, we was letting people know that Wikipedia is this and is that, but it has changed over time. So based off of the entry in the Journal of Science, right? It talks about Wikipedia as an encyclopedia of life. So first of all, it refers to uh, Wikipedia as an encyclopedia. Uh, let's talk about, um, hold on. Um, let me just keep scroll through. Um, Hold on. Man, my computer moved acting crazy today. Hold on. Man. You still hear me, Salmetta? We here, we here. Oh, man. All right, determined effect. Hold on. Oh, man. So we got a Wikipedia top-sided scholarly articles revealed. Uh, we got why we're editing women scientists onto Wikipedia. So scientists are using Wikipedia. Um, uh, Wikipedia shapes language and science papers. So while y'all down in Wikipedia in our community, scientists, Wikipedia shapes language and science papers, okay? Wikipedians reach out to academics, okay? Um, internet. I, I don't get what you're trying to say huh, on the Wikipedia. No, look, internet encyclopedias go head to head. I'm showing you. So when I say that scientists use Wikipedia, 
who the hell are we to say Wikipedia ain't no good? You get that? Okay. So you're saying now that Wikipedia is all right to use as a source? Of course it is, because Wikipedia comes with sources. Now watch this. But didn't but didn't y'all brothers like like didn't you and a few of them banged on Jabari when y'all said he used the Wikipedia source when he debated Dr. Vince Bantu? No, I didn't bang on him. Oh, okay. But some of y'all banged on him. I heard that. I heard it on your channel. But I'm saying most times you wouldn't use uh, they, 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 because people are crack jokes with you when you try to use it in the debate. But the truth is, you can. You just cite the source that you got it from. So okay. Let me, let okay. Me just real quick, hold on. Uh, man, Wikipedia re, uh, rival calls and experts. Hold on, Wikipedia rival calls and experts. So they was fight. So, so the encyclopedia has been fighting over, you know, whether Wikipedia. Hold on, my screen jump. Let me show you this. Oh man, Wikipedia shapes language and science papers. I'm trying to show you that. Wikipedia is actually shaping language in science papers. Hold on. Internet encyclopedia go head to head. So internet encyclopedias. Let's click that on real fast. See what it's talking about. One second here. All right. And so if you look here, as soon as it shows up on the screen, give me one second. Okay. Internet encyclopedias go head to head. It says Jimmy Wales Wikipedia comes close to, to Britannica in terms of accuracy, right? Of its science entries, nature, nature investigates the finds, right? And so basically, when you read this whole article, it talks about one of the extraordinary stories of the internet age is that Wikipedia, a free online encyclopedia that anyone can edit it, this radical, and rapidly growing publication, which includes close to 4 billion entries, is now much used resource, right? And then you can keep reading, right? Let me see. It talks about the recent cases where there was some errors in it, which is fine. It says, then it goes on to say, so it's talking about uh, recent cases such as highlighted potential problems, okay? It says one article was revealed as falsely suggesting that the former assistant to the U.S. Senator Robert Kennedy may have been involved in an assassination. And, and podcasting pioneer Adam Curry has been accused of editing the entry on podcasting to remove references to uh, competitors' work. Curry says he merely thought he was making an entry more accurate. Now watch this. However, an expert-led investigation carried out by Nature. So what does the journal Nature does? It's, it's carrying out an investigation. It said, the first to use peer-reviewed to compare Wikipedia and Britannica coverage of science suggests that such high-profile examples are exceptions rather than the rule, okay? It said the exercise revealed numerous error in both encyclopedias, but amongst 42 entries tested, the difference in accuracy was not particularly great. The average science entry in Wikipedia contained around four inaccuracies, Botanica about three. So what I'm showing you is just like when we grew up, we had encyclopedias, Botanica, we use them. So now we can use the online encyclopedia Botanica or we can use the online uh, uh, encyclopedia Wikipedia. So stop saying that y'all, stop, stop just messing up. The rest of the world has progressed past that point. Wikipedia is far greater than it was when it first started. Understand what the progression is. So I just like to leave that message with y'all because around here we like to start with Wiki and end in 
the journals, the journal of nature. All right, y'all, let's give it up for our brother Unc and these two esteemed brothers, man. They, they have now set the ball on how a debate should be conducted. I respect both of these brothers. Let's give it up for both of these brothers, man. You already know, show your, show your love in the chat room for both of these brothers, man. And um, it is what it is. I want to say peace and black power to everybody. Thank y'all for coming out. And um, um, we out of here. Y'all can hey, leave. Make sure, they, can... make sure they holler at me on AbGWeb, brother. AbGWeb.com. Oh, there yes. you go. You should have showed that. That's what you should have showed in your closing, brother. Well, nigga, what you need to freeze. freeze. Stop the presses, God darn it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. hey, hey, um, yes, peace, brother Sanchez. Thank you. You out? Yeah, I'm going to be out. I'm going to go and grab me some dinner, and I'm going to holler at y'all later. All right. Peace to you, my brother Sanchez. Brother Unk, while you getting your website ready? We gonna do what we do. Get ahead, brother. Get your website. Sonetta TV. Sonetta TV. I know. So you say you a gangster, well it's that hour You thought it would be televised, but this is black power Cause your fist is in the air, don't mean you not that coward Question that Bible and Quran, this world is ours Sonetta TV, my brothers laugh and get a bit aggressive In disguise, his videos, they all blessings Cause swiftly I learned a few lessons Whether lie or truth be told, I can feel it in my essence But you win the choice medals, and you loving it They flipped on the switch of your madness and then they shut down your government This world could be so puzzling So I seek guidance from my shining light I know, and now I'm hovering My landed past on Netta TV And Lou Covenant You a gangster? That don't impress me none Look at Sinetta And all of the things he's done Taking multiple beliefs and bringing them all to one. Telling they moving too fast to the press. Let me show some. You gotta breathe, inhale, and then blow, son. If you can't take it, then go, son. Sign out of TV. Look at that work if you ain't no son. And let's keep it about words. Let it go, son. And you can talk all you want. My brothers, they get help from no one. P.S. The black woman is God. She is. <laughs> But it takes one to know one. I know. Son of a TV. With real jeans live. I do it all myself. I ain't getting help from no one. From no one. Yo, Unc, I was, I mean, you ain't showed the joint yet, brother? No, I'm trying to get this the fucking community. <laughs> I said, go ahead and show it while I'm going to the music. And you could have been showing your um your stream, but let the people know, brother. Here you go, Abjuwear. Here you go. Right now we going on. We moving on to the Abjuwear um website. You know, and this is where you can get your <coughs> support black business at right here with my brother Unc Abjuwear. Yeah, here you go. Dang. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff on your computer. That's all. That's slowing it down. You probably no, got to clean it up. No. up. There we go. Yeah, you got to delete some of your things. Hey, get yourself an external hard drive, huh? I got one. I need to take some of that shit off. You're right. Yeah, get yourself two. What's what's you working with? A PC? Yeah, no, a laptop. I need the yeah. PC. Yeah, you got to get yourself one, man. You know, All I, right, I here we go. yeah. All right, here we go. So I got jackets on here. 
Yeah, we got everything on here for real, man. Y'all gotta go A B D J U W E A R. Oh man, them joints is fire right there, bro. How much that black one? 65. You talking about the one in the middle? Yeah, I like that, man. Yeah, they nice. Oh man, that's hot. Damn, I wish you would have showed that. I could have gave you some love on Christmas Day, brother. No, yo, I damn you ain't you posed that have been showing your stuff on Christmas Day, man. And I got the jackets. Look at the jacket right here. Oh, that's some new hard shit there. Mm-hmm. Not the jacket. I like that. I like that uh the sweat gear to me. That yeah, black with the white right stripe. Too. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that joint from you, brother. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So you know, we got shoes, we got everything on here. All right. Yeah, man. I'm gonna get those joints, man. Button downs, all that. Oh, you got the hat too. The hat is fire. That go with the pants. Yeah. That yeah. red hat. I like that red hat. Which one they are right here? Yeah, what the duck mean? What the duck means? Sarah, the son of the sun. Okay, I know. I just wanted you to say it to the people. I know. Yeah. Yeah, we ain't even got to deal with the polo, man. We can just go ahead with it. That's how we doing it. Yeah, man. That was that's all, oh, man. You done step your game all the way up, brother. Mm -hmm. Hey, can anybody throw the link in the chat so they can get to it real quick? What is it called, Unc? Abdjuwear.com. You see it right there on the screen. Somebody throw that link in there for me, please. Abdjuwear.com. Mm -hmm. There it is. Thank you, my brother Reese. There it is. It's in there. Yeah, and then we got we got the uh, science is undefeated shirts. Oh. Got the no religion shirts in all colors. You sure true religion can't sue you, right? Because <laughs> it's not true. There's no religion. Science I know, religion. I know, I know. Scientific religion, journal, journey from the stars. Abdi oh, with fashion and cosmos. Of course, we got hoodies and all that. So, you know, we then we got the no pseudo. So yeah, we actually moving in the right direction, man. So y'all just support all your gear, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's important, man, to support our businesses, man. This is how I do it. That's why I can just teach, man, and, and it benefits everybody, you know what I'm saying? So we just wanna make sure we support. Uh, thanks a lot, for asking, you know, yeah. All right, peace. Peace to the Natchez, peace to the prophets. He brought them all together, he's the darn king of knowledge. Learning information you cannot get from a college. Never knew a day it would be cool to be conscious. I was on the topic, loving the debates. Now we got the compasses to serve another plate. So you can get your food for thought and enjoy the pleasure. 
red, black, and green. I'm on the way up to the lecture. It's all for the better. Knowledge is the treasure. A legend to the game, the one and only Sarnetta. We do it for the people. We do it for the band. Sarnetta Studio, Black News 102. Special shout out to the Angel K. The house of consciousness is all the same. We do it for the people. We do it for the band. Sarnetta Studio, Black News 102. Special shout out to the Angel K. The house of consciousness is all the same. Some TV. Oh, we do it for the people. TV. Yeah.